This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. That's the sound of Brock's jelly beans being poured into a candy bowl. Oops. And the sound of hosting your first family brunch. Listen to the sweet sonic musings of Brock's jelly beans swirling in your sister's favorite candy bowl. Well, second favorite. But thanks to these delicious beloved beans, she'll never know it's a replacement. Or that you and your cousin broke it trying to decorate a cake. Brock's. Make moments sweeter. Head to Brock's.com to shop now. Emergency podcast. DNVR Broncos live. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And I said this last time, sometimes there's good emergency shows for exciting things. And we're now back-to-back bad emergency shows. Yeah, back-to-back bad emergency shows in a four-day span. Boy, this past five days has been as rough as it could be. If I would have told you a week ago, you would have said, we'll take anything else but what has happened this week. And not only are we still reacting from the dreadful, dismal, horrible, miserable, concerning loss last night, but we're also now reacting to two major injuries for the Broncos. Garrett Bowles, done for the season with a broken leg. It's not the six-week timeline we thought that could have been last night. He's done for the year, has to have surgery on the leg. And Ronald Darby, he is also out for the rest of the season with the torn ACL. We're talking about two key starters, one on each side of the ball that the Broncos will not have for the remaining 12 games of this season. Yeah, you really can't afford that at this point. I don't think I'm breaking any news there. Like, this is just a team now that is lacking lacking good players on offense. Like, you're just kind of out. You've got two guys who are just, like, good at football on offense. you still got, like, six or seven on defense, but you're, you're in a deep talent trouble right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so it, – the one that actually – I don't know. The one that actually hurts me more is the one to Ron Darby, and it's because you have one strength – on this team and it's the defense Mm -hmm. now at the same time he might be easier to cover up uh as a loss but you're you know you're turning to damari mathis who was not great last night um, had an opportunity to make multiple big plays and just didn't do it um and garrett Bowles is not as it's not that simple now there maybe is help on the way at some point at the tackle position but again you're you're hanging on a thread i just for for me losing a piece of your defense in you know again uh josie jewel is also banged up it's just like okay well if you don't have the defense then you have nothing let's just hit them all right now josie jewel week to week Mm -hmm. uh with, with a knee injury a sprained knee that's a brutal injury week to week you don't expect him to be playing in the next game. And then you have Baron Browning, this one of the stars of last night, one of the few bright spots. He's day-to-day with a wrist injury, especially since it's a wrist. It's not ideal for a pass rusher. But 
you, you have hope that he could play in 10 Definitely. days uh, against the Chargers. So, I mean, we're talking about two absolutely brutal injuries, and that's not even it. There's still some more. And so that's the question. Which one Which ones hurts this team more, guys, Ronald Darby or Garrett Bowles? Mm. I mean, it's probably Garrett Bowles. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, so, like, couldn't the offense the one... get worse? Oh, yeah. Well, you think so? Yeah. But, I mean, you, Nine j- points? Just, just remember, though. And, Ryan, this isn't just, just to get on you, but after the first two weeks, you said the, the Broncos' offense has is going to score more than 16 points, and mm-hmm. they didn't that next week. Yep. And then they scored a little bit more last week against the Raiders, and then nine points now. I, I've thought we've seen rock bottom for years now, and it can just— it can always get worse because remember this Colts team is a really bad team. The Chargers yes. are also really banged up just like the Broncos, but the Chargers are a better team than the Colts. So can it get worse? Yeah. Here's what at least my thought on this is. Is Garrett Bowles is playing bad. So True. the gap between him and whoever replaces him, whether that's Calvin Anderson or, you know, some combination of Cameron Fleming and Billy Turner at some point, which again who knows uh, with Billy um, that that I don't know how significant that drop off is going to be just based off of how bad Garrett was playing. But wait, Ryan, I, I think you're just forgetting how bad it was with those replacements. Mm-hmm. Calvin Anderson was supposed to be a guy competing for that starting right tackle job. He got jumped by Cam Fleming, who wasn't ever an option on this team. He was honestly mm-hmm. the fourth option at yep. right tackle. Cameron Fleming jumped Calvin Anderson. Now, the hope is that Calvin Anderson's better at left tackle. Yep. Uh, and again, just kind of a hope that you hope for when he fills in there. And then you think, oh man, the offensive line's just about to get better by getting Billy Turner back. Well, now Billy Turner's just going to be replacing, essentially, Garrett Bowles, regard- regardless of really what position he is. We talked about how bad this offensive line is, and there was hope on the way with Billy but now it's just like a one-for-one one swap. So I see what you're saying, and Garrett Bowles certainly is not the Pro Bowl all-pro player that he was a couple of years ago. Definitely struggling, so it's good to keep that in perspective. But I just think the guys that they're going to re- be replacing him with are are just extremely disappointing. I think that if you get like a bottom 10 starting tackle out of Billy Turner, I think you're happy with that. I think that if you get an average backup average backup tackle out of Calvin Anderson I think you're probably happy with that and again those aren't like expectations I think those are like I think you're happy if if that's what you get and you got I mean you got Khalil Mack up next this is it's it's a really big problem and I think like Garrett Bowles probably in my mind his value was about the same as Cam Fleming to this point in the season but all those additional penalties are what tanked him down to that level yeah so it's like if he doesn't have the multiple holds that could have bumped him up just a little bit more. And there's like a chance he figured that. But yeah, I mean, it's ugly. It's it's really ugly on that offensive line. Honestly, wow, this is so this is tough to say out loud, but it's in my head, so I'm gonna say it. This might be a blessing for Garrett because oh, he was playing wow. so bad that it might have been to a point where going into next season you're like, we can't even we can't play this guy. Mm-hmm. Um so I you know I can the I think the Broncos can save after this year by moving on from they him. Can. They can. I think the further away we get from this tape, the more you're able for, as a Broncos organization to look and say, I mean, uh, he's better than what we have for sure. And there was that one year, maybe we can recapture that. Like it was 
on it was uh and to take a word from numbies here it was teetering it was on the edge of teetering for, <laughs> for garrett Bowles well uh, uh, yeah. on this season like it had a chance to really dive off and like you said henry the the matchups were only getting more difficult uh moving on from here especially he did have crosby next week he did have yep for sure yeah um but that was well he did not do well sides. against crosby no he did not no, no he did. did not um cam fleming you know had a couple shots Oof. and that didn't go well either yeah um so it, that's that's just my thought on this is calvin anderson's bar to come in and fill in is actually pretty low like the swap True. is don't don't commit like really costly penalties yeah I, if you expect to get the same level of play out of the left tackle, I think you're going to be disappointed though. And again, like the question for Garrett at the end of the season is just going to be, would we rather have Garrett Bowles or a tackle that we signed for $8 million? Right. And, 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 and that's what it's going to come down to. And I think right now Bowles is probably like a $9 million tackle, $10 million tackle, but those it's, it's wow. going to be really close right there. It is I a, don't think he was playing like that at all to this point. No, but I think I like think big so picture, you big look picture. at him and say like, that's probably the expectation. And that's what I mean. That's what that's right. what the Broncos yeah, yeah, are going to yeah, end up yeah. doing totally. months from now when Garrett Bolt hasn't played a game in, you know, 10 weeks. So I will a, say. Here's, here's the situation. Okay. $10 million you saved by moving on from Garrett Bolt this 10? year. Oh, uh, $8 million cap hit uh, that, that you would have in yeah. dead cap. Is Garrett Bowles on this team next year? You saved $10 million by yes. moving on from him. I think because so. Of because of what Because your I just other said. option is yeah. $10 million that you get to use to sign his replacement. And that's exactly it, Henry, is you would be signing his replacement. You wouldn't be drafting his replacement. True. Because you're not drafting a guy at the end of the third <laughs> round. Uh, I guess maybe closer to the beginning of the third round, the way that this season's going potentially. Um, There's uh, a, and, a silver uh, lining. Yeah, exactly. But he's not coming in and being your day one starter at left tackle to protect Russell Wilson. No. I mean, you would hope not. No. No. Uh, the, uh, to, be, to be fair, the Chiefs like redid their entire offensive line in one off season with mm -hmm. draft, mostly draft picks, um, and a couple of signings. But uh, or I guess two off seasons. But still, mm -hmm. um, I I do th I like I said I think in terms of Garibald's future as a Bronco, I think this actually might have helped him, uh, mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy to say. Uh, crazy. But yeah, I mean it, it's. I, the the problem is all the alarms were already going off last night, and so this is a huge loss from a very micro standpoint. But on a macro standpoint, the the problems with the offense are so vast and so large that it's like, well, just add it to the mix. I mean, you have to fix mm -hmm. everything, so go ahead and throw this in there as well. Yeah, exactly. Again, like uh, my thought at this point is there's you're just out of good football players. You have Russell Wilson. Well, I'm still calling a good football player, despite like it's one game versus a whole career. You have Cortland Sutton, who is a good football player. Beyond that, it's like Jerry could get there, but we haven't seen it. The offensive line, like Quinn Miners has flashed. We haven't seen it. I mean, Melvin, the fumble, like you lost Javante. You lost Tim Patrick, who's maybe in there. Defense is still fine, but you just, it's just so hard to see this offense getting better more than, you know, that touchdown that comes from just not making mistakes. There's one undoubtedly good football player with like no questions right now on offense and it's Cortland Sutton. Now, Russell Wilson is mm -hmm. should very well be in there, mm -hmm. but that I mean nationally people don't feel that way right now. 
I'm not even sure about Cortland Sutton. He he's now it depends on where we're drawing the line because I'm not going to disagree with you that Total, he's, a, yeah. he's a he's a good football player, you know, really good football player, Ryan. But uh, he had a drop yesterday and he was really pissed at himself for having that drop. But then uh, bad throw. One of the, should have caught it. Bad throw. It went right through his hands. Yes, he he, he absolutely should have caught it. Bad throw should have caught it. Yeah, but it wasn't even like a one-handed. It went right through both of his hands. Yes, it can uh, still be a bad throw. Sure, yeah, but absolutely should have been caught. Um, but maybe the most comical play of them all last night we didn't touch on. You guys wow. know what I'm talking about? Think of just comical, stupid. Now, comical because it worked out for the Broncos. But unbelievably stupid. I don't know. When Cortland Sutton stole a catch for Montreal Washington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about what what is going on there. I don't know if uh, that's clearly not the play call to have two guys meet in the middle of the field. <laughs> well, I don't know if did. Russell Wilson threw the ball wrong, he but did. they both have to adjust. Uh, if one of those guys ran the wrong route, those, those guys should never be that close where you have to do that. And I don't know if that was, again, on Russ, Cortland, uh, Montreal, oh. all of the above. But that is just such... An inexcusable play that somehow mm -hmm. worked out well for the Broncos. Yeah, at least what I saw on the replay is those two guys should have been more spread out. Yep. But Russ threw it right in between them. So then they both came together. Like, neither one of them had – and I, to this moment, I don't know who he's throwing, to, throwing it to. I mean, now, yeah. I did see Montrell with the ball on his chest on the ground, <laughs> yeah. and Cortland Sutton pulled it out of his hands. And the person that was sitting next to me was like, maybe he thought it was a defender, and that's the only... <laughs> it, it looked, that's exactly what that he play looks like him in the when, he's a, when Montrell's a defender. Yeah, like I would assume you'd see the orange jersey. Uh, <laughs> but I guess if someone else's hands are on the ball and yours are too, like your instinct is just to rip it. Yep. But it just even that was like a dysfunctional... Like, I didn't like the the optics of that play. Not no. not even just like what the comical of two guys having it. Just the fact that like yeah. Cortland's ripping the ball away from his teammates. He wants the stats. It yeah. seems. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just optically bad. Montreal should have been like would have been. What the hell, dude? <laughs> yeah. I'm the I'm the rookie trying to get like my first big catch. What's going on uh -huh. here? Yep. Totally. I mean, it just. I will say, like, of all the things that went bad, that's one that I'm not too focused on. Just because it's, it's like, like yeah, who knows? Like, it's better than them both letting go of the ball and then nobody catches it. But like, yeah, it's there's right. so many other things that it's just like this is awful. This is awful. This is awful. It's like, yeah, not a great look. It, it just yeah. plays into the whole game, be, you know, being it's just the a soundtrack mess. of yakety sacks. Yeah, yeah, and, totally. And of dysfunction. And the thing is, though, Henry, if that would have worked out where the two guys ran into each other and True. didn't catch the ball, or let's say Cortland rips it from Montrell, or Montrell puts up more of a fight and rips it, and then it's incomplete. And oh, then yeah. the Broncos aren't set up uh, near near in the red zone to then totally. have that drive at the end. I mean, oh my goodness! But if neither tries for it, then it hits the ground too. Yeah, yeah. but but so, I mean, so if it, that's the same thing though. If neither oh, tries yeah. for it because they think the other one's getting it, well, totally. something was clearly wrong with the play. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Yeah, it was, it all, was terrible. It was all out of whack. Uh, and okay, let's just wrap up the injury talk with a little more on Ron Darby mm -hmm. um, was playing very well this season, really only allowing things in front of him. Um, not, I don't know. One big thing you lose here is speed uh, in terms of just like matching up with very fast receivers. He brings that to the table uh, and you don't like, even when OJ Mudia comes back Damari Mathis isn't particular. You wouldn't put like plus speed as one of his, you know, uh, best, attributes i don't know in terms of you know in in the uh grand scheme of corners so you lose you lose some team speed i think 
with that. And then you, you know, you're just going down the list. Like every position that this team has depth is now being tested to the absolute wits of it. And on top of that, you, you real quick, do you disagree with the speed thing? Yeah. I think he's pretty crazy fast. Really? I think, I think he might, he might be their fastest DB. I think. I think Darby was probably their fastest DB. He was close. He's who I'd have second. Did or maybe Demari run honestly. the combine? I don't know. Let's see. I don't know what the forty we time keep is. Talking. Um, and uh, you you lose experience, and that's just so key to have yes. for, especially because you have Pat Sertan on one side. So Ejiro doesn't even have to worry about that side, and then he didn't have to worry that much about Ron Darby's side. Now, if Ron Darby had a bad mm-hmm. matchup or was going against you know crazy uh, a crazy physically gifted guy, then he worries and helps with safety help. But for the most part. Ron Darby was a great number two cornerback for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, but a great number Definitely. two. And so it was just, you got to count on the cornerbacks, and that just allowed mm-hmm. Ejiro to do so much more and help in so many different ways, especially with, with having Justin Simmons out. It was just a, a sigh of relief to not have to worry about those positions. And now you're going to a rookie. And now you're going to <laughs> Michael O.J. Mudia, mm-hmm. who uh, hasn't played and I think, may make uh, his season debut this coming week. Now, I still think Damari Mathis is going to be your number I think two cornerback. So. Yep. But O.J. Mudia is one snap away from being maybe oh, a starter. Yeah. Or at least he, he's going in there on nickel and dime. It, it's a, it's a, it's getting getting bad quick. All right. I was off, um, but only on one of the two things I said. Uh. I was off in saying that that's not one of his plus uh, okay. things. He did run a 4-3-9, so yeah. he's very fast. Um, but he, he's not as fast as Ron Darby. We ran a four, By 40 times. Okay. <laughs> four, okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, man, that speed doesn't pop to me. I don't know why. Yeah. It does for Ron Darby more. It doesn't matter when you're playing so far off the receiver. <laughs> you're not turning and sprinting as much. But, that I mean, is true. It's just going to suck when next week you got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out there and you're just like, well, who do you put on, <laughs> on Damari? Like yeah. who's Damari covering? Is it Keenan Allen? I mean, he'd get cooked by Keenan Allen. Is it Mike Williams? He'd get mossed by Mike Williams. Yeah. So it's it's you have a leak. And again, rather, it's still a good defense. I'd rather take the chance on the the, the jump balls. Okay. And you just have to have safety help yep. all the time now. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean you're playing too high that, that game. Yep. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> but yeah, like in terms of the defense overall, I'm not worried. Like it's a big loss for sure. But again, like DJ Jones, Draymond Jones, Bradley Chubb. Randy Gregory is going to be back at some point. Baron Browning. Point Baron, Baron Browning. You got Pat Sertan. You got Justin you Simmons. Miss Cream Randy, is almost there. You really didn't miss Randy Gregory at all last night. No, you didn't. But again, no. like, there's good players all over that Justin defense. You also miss Simmons last night. You're good all over. Oh, I just feel like I have to mention this, though. They've been doing this against Davis Mills, Geno Smith, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, uh, Jimmy G making his first start, and then really the best quarterback that they've played – did did well against them, Derek Carr, and then yep. that offense did well against them. And so I'm just I'm scared. I think this defense has a lot of pieces. And after the Raiders game, I just got way too scared to call them elite. They looked fantastic last night going against garbage. Terrible. So terrible. to me, I, you just can't lean on this defense. I I don't think because I'm not sure that they're that good. That they're good enough to stand up this strong against good to great offense. If, That's you, how, if you can't yeah. lean on this defense, then that pick that you gave the Seahawks is going to be a very high pick. It is going to be a very high pick. But that's the thing about football season. Is you just learn more and more every week. And next week, we'll we'll get one more data point against the, the Chargers. And, hey, there's Justin Herbert. If things go well, eh, maybe the defense is yeah. good. They don't yeah. go well yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to that Raiders game, though, the more I think about it, 
the more I think that that was a, a rookie defensive coordinator game. Like when you just look at how it all played out and how like early on in the game, there's running against the nickel. Like you're in nickel, there's you cannot stop Josh Jacobs. And everything after that, from the play action to the outside runs, is like he was just a step behind. And the good news is that's one game that we've seen that. I think when I look back, that's Ejiro Evero and the inside linebackers who really were the cause of the issues in that game. I hope you're right. Yeah, I think I really do think the defense is going to keep this team in games all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, random thought that I was I forget what you said, but this morning when I woke up this morning, I've never been more jealous of uh, the guys here who cover the Nuggets and the Avalanche, mm-hmm. not because of the team quality, because when they when the Nuggets blow a 20 point lead in the fourth quarter and have an inexplicable yeah. loss, they just play like two days later, maybe yep. the next day. Yeah, I woke up this morning being like, wow, we have to <laughs> we get to sit on this for 11 more days after this. And nothing is going to get any better. Like, no, the more people think about it, the more mad they get about it, the longer it just, it's, this is the, you know, you, Oh, it was you talking about how with football, you just continue to get more and more information. Mm -hmm. It's so frustrating in a season like this, where you get one data point every week. And right now it's basically two weeks until we get our next data point on the Broncos. Um, But yeah, so I, I, that, but what you're saying essentially about not being able to lean on this defense is why, the Darby one hurts for me more because it's just like that was your strength. You're yeah, you're you're chipping away at the only thing that's keeping you alive right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And this next coming game is going to be a very big test. You mentioned it, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Justin Herbert. Now the Chargers are also really banged up. In fact, the Chargers injuries came about one week before the Broncos, and we're like, damn, the Chargers are charging again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the five fans out in Los Angeles say, damn, the Broncos are broncoing again. I've never heard that statement, but they could easily. Because there are no fans. They, the five of them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when the they butt. all meet for yeah. drinks uh, at, at happy hour before the game. Uh, but but um, they would be saying the ex- up. Exactly. There you go. Uh, they'd be saying Those the nerds. exact same thing. Uh, about the Broncos right now and so that's kind of going to be an even test in terms of injuries and 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 against a good team that's been injured yeah the thing is they were better than you on paper before their injuries now you have like equal injuries as them so the one thing that hurts the Chargers is them always getting hurt and the Broncos now have that problem too and and I I want to finish that conversation by something I'm just seeing everywhere so I think it's something we should talk about which is Fire the strength and conditioning staff. Now, I am always on the side of the strength and conditioning staff when it comes to this. I'm just like, the strength and conditioning staff couldn't have done anything for Garrett Bowles' leg. Yeah. Um, there's re- very few things you can do to save someone from tearing their ACL. Yep. Uh, but I think the Broncos' injuries have been such a problem for so long mm-hmm. that you just kind of have to make a change for change's sake. Now, I'm not saying in the middle of this season, mm-hmm. um, but – it's probably time for like some uh, just a new line of thinking in that uh, in that room. I yeah. don't disagree with anything you said. I'm right there with you. And again, like I look more at like the Quinn Miners hamstring. It's a like it could, is 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 that the kind of thing that like it, in terms of strength and conditioning that is in theory the most preventable sort of injury. And you have some of those too. And the thing about Lauren Landau is like again, can you put all of this on him? No. No, cuz that's it's just the way things go. But also, like, it's not like he had a huge track record coming in. You know, he ran a gym, as far as I know. Like, yes. the, I, I don't know, like, the full story behind that. But, again, it's not like, 
he's a well-renowned, he's been a bunch of places, no ACLs, whatever. Like, he just, when things go bad, you need a change. Just like if you don't score any points, you change your offensive coordinator because right. you just have to do it. Well, That's with, exactly with, what I'm saying. Specifically with Lauren Landau Henry, he is viewed as like a god exactly. in Guru. Denver. Yes. Uh, not necessarily outside, like in, in NFL circles yes. everywhere, to, to get to your point. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like Henry said, where you just go find someone who has like a great track record of injuries, and that person might just be lucky. <laughs> totally. Like, injuries, I would contend, are in the NFL like 80% luck. Yes. Maybe even more. Yes. Um, but you just like want – it almost – if it happens again, once you bring in this guy who never gets hurt, then you can just finally be like, okay, we just have bad luck. But it's just probably time for a change. And to me, like, the Broncos have officially entered the, like, this 2022 is an injury hell season. Like, things were not going well injury-wise before. But, like, the, the league averages and one and a half players go down with an ACL on each team every year. And you had three. And you're just like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit high, but that's like kind of close to everything. And like you, you lose good players, you lose good players. But if you're pretty healthy throughout the rest of the season, that's kind of just a blip that kind of evens out. After this game with now Darby gone, now Bowles gone, like you are officially like this is a injury hell season. Yeah. And that's going to be a part of this, the, the story of this season. Absolutely. And the worst part about that is just I talk about this all the time. Once the, the ball is kicked off on Sunday, no one cares about your injuries anymore. No yep. one thinks about them. And it, this is fans, media, you know, all that. Well, they, you should. No. It's part of the context of winning and losing is the players you have on the field. But the Chargers are also very injured. And I think when, when, when most people view it from their side, whether it's fans or, or players or coaches or media, they think, oh, the Broncos are so injury, uh, are so hurt by the injuries. But you don't think about how hurt the Chargers are. Or, yep. and, I'm, and I'm just saying the Chargers because they're the next team they play. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and the Chargers are also, you know, in a terrible spot. But totally. the thing is, like, what, even just Russell Wilson last night, like, he's, he's hurt after the game. It's a storyline. The second the game started, no, they did, I, as far as I know, they didn't mention on the broadcast once. Like, oh, he's banged up in practice this week. Um, he, he wasn't even on the injury report. They didn't even have a designation for him. So once they do that, they're they're telling me he's he's 100% fine. Now, obviously, no one is 100% fine mm -hmm. really come week one of the season. But I, I, you know me, Ryan. I, I just hate that. Yeah, and to me, it's just like that's a massive part of winning and losing is the players that you had on the field. Mm -hmm. uh, and the problem for the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton is just no one is going to give them the benefit of the doubt. At the end of the season, they're going to have a record, and everyone's going to say, that's what this team is, and that's just football. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying as an excuse or anything. I'm just saying, like, you get judged on the wins and losses. You don't get judged on the, the injuries that your team had. Right. Happened to the Ravens last year. Yep, they, they lost most of their team at some point. Like, most injured by a mile, they win, like, eight games. It's like, yeah. yep, that's just a really bad season. That's all it is. But eight and nine, yeah. pretty damn good for a really bad season. Definitely. Right, right now, Definitely. I'm scared that the Broncos are not trending to eight and nine. I think eight and nine if would they, be my pick today. If they keep losing players like this every week, they're, huh. they're going to... Uh, if they keep playing the way they did last night, yeah, the, yeah. plus the injuries, totally. if you want to put that on. But I, I think we're going to have a good mix throughout the season at the end of the season uh of uh, how you guys view the injuries how i view them i think that's gonna be a good balance uh one last thing on the injury front for me ron darby just like garibald you saved 10 million dollars by moving on from him after this year only three million dollars in dead cap has ronald darby played his last snap with the denver broncos and uh, last year is his final year of the deal multiple people have an audition to take his job from him that is true that's uh, how i see it. and so we're, we'll see what happens there 
Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, Before we move on to more talk about last night's game, and uh, at least uh, I was able to get a semi-rewatch in this morning. Um, I got most of the game in, but then I ended up fast-forwarding to the very end uh, when all the action happened. (laughs) Uh, So I missed, like, the middle of the third quarter. Anyways, I want to give a shout-out to Athletic Greens. Our guy Ty tweeted at us this morning, said, hey – I'm on the athletic greens grind. He used oh, my yeah. strategy, one ice cube mm, uh, wow. in the mix. Multiple ice cubes is okay. It also tastes good. But the one ice cube, it melts. Yeah, the my ice cube melts, really and you don't cold. have to worry about it when you're chugging. <laughs> what about a little bit less water, two ice cubes, and shake it a little bit more? Get even colder. You, I would, maybe you could go slightly warmer water, then go two ice oh. cubes. Wow. <laughs> heard, my method is just putting it in a glass. Or shaking it up, then putting it in a glass, put some ice cubes, put a straw, chug it. Allie's been using my um, Ooh, frothing foam it. frother yes. to yeah. mix it up what even more. That? I yeah. saw that on TikTok, and it's, it makes it so much better because it, there isn't as many like little dots. So you know how like when you go to Starbucks, you can get cold foam on the top of your drink? Did you, know, you not uh, know that? <laughs> you don't know. What I think that is? that's is that different than like the I had like the pumpkin cream. Thing? Yeah, that's the cold. It's the same thing. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. So like I have okay. a little wand essentially that you just like take cream, you put whatever flavors you want in there, and then you mix it up. Wow. Uh, and it fro- yeah. You get your own cold foam. So wow. Allie has been using that in her athletic greens to like mix it up even more. Uh-huh. Essentially, like a it's genius, an immersion blender. Yep. Yeah, um, it makes it. I I really like it. And then I check it out on a straw. It, it makes things. Boom. So get uh get some athletic greens. Be like Ty. It was needed yes. today to just like get a fresh start on the day. If, you know, get some athletic greens. Feel like you're getting a uh, clean uh, just a clean start to the day. And so. you're gonna need a clean start to the day today and tomorrow. Right before you check out the hoot nanny. But you got a code to tell. Make us. sure you go to athleticgreens.com/broncos <laughs> to get in on your athletic greens and all the great things that come along with it. And then right after that, go to events.seated.com slash hootenanny22 or go to breckbrew.com to get your tickets to the hootenanny, which is tomorrow and Sunday. Going to be an absolute blast. I believe we're looking at like 67 and sunny. That is Mm. a perfect day Mm. to go to the farmhouse and hang out with what they've got going on with the hootenanny. And, of course, drink so many Breck brews, so (laughs) many different flavors. And get those tickets over at hootenanny.com. Dot or go to breckbrew.com and look for their hootenanny. No, yes. no, no disrespect to Breck Brew. So many great Breck Brew weekends. It's just this is gonna be. I feel like it's a hard liquor uh, type of weekend. Uh, wow. I don't, I don't know, but on the other hand, it's like all college ball tomorrow, all NFL Sunday. That that's 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 a beer weekend. It's that it's always true. It, it's true. <laughs> just feels like maybe the, maybe the doctors ordering some know, of the harder stuff this weekend. Today, pouring a little whiskey in the beer. <laughs> today really feels like uh, a, a it's hard a whiskey day on the rocks type of weather. It's not only yeah, it's it's the weather too. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, we we talk a lot about the tailgates that we throw, which are a lot of fun. We're a couple weeks away from a tailgate, yeah. but. It's also probably about time to start planning your Nuggets party buses. The oh. Nuggets are going to be insane this year. Uh, I'm, I'm, we don't need to go down this whole rabbit hole. I think they might be just the best team. Ooh, love this team. I, th- I think they're actually just going to be incredible. So I'm really excited. The party buses, though, I mean, you, we've talked about the tailgate party buses. It's essentially the same thing, except it comes with a ticket to the game. So there's a section of Nuggets fans. There's some Avs ones that are going to be on the way, too. But there's four different games, so definitely check those out. Uh, I didn't get to go on any of those last year because I think, like, CU conflicted or I just planned late. I'm getting to those this year. 
because it's going to be so much fun. I think there's one against the Jazz, maybe, yep. which I guess is just going to be a blowout this time. Be. <laughs> That's yeah. going to be a good time because I hate the Jazz. Um, but yeah, we've got the party buses. We've got the uh, the tailgates, obviously. We also have the bar. So come hang out and drink some beers with us while we wait for another tailgate and home game. If you want to get hard liquor, it's a place to be. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the game last night. No. Do you guys feel better? Let's start with the old question. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel better or worse after rewatching the game? This one's hard for me um, because the first 55 minutes, oh, yeah. I actually feel better about. Yeah. Um, the last five minutes, I feel actually, no, why? What about the first 57 minutes and 30 seconds, I feel better about. The last two minutes and 30 seconds, I feel way worse about. And That's of course, yeah. yeah, plus yeah. plus overtime. Um, it's just one thing after another. We went over every single thing that happened last night, so we don't have to go through it in chronological order again, but the, the throw from Russ way worse than I thought oh, it was, yeah. uh, like, you know, Which obviously <laughs> good point. the interception <laughs> in the end zone I thought that's what you on the yeah. most asinine play call and decision from your $250 million quarterback yeah. into the play call's bad, the decision's bad, and you just sometimes hope that because you have that $250 million quarterback, you get away with it. 100%. No, your $250 million quarterback made a egregiously bad throw on the play. And, mm-hmm. and I I thought last night, okay, it was kind of coming open. You can throw that. No. No, 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 no. That is one look and get off of it. Yep. That, oh, God, that's bad. I hate it so much. Again, you're at the 13-yard line. Take a seven-yard sack. You're still making that field goal. Like, you can do whatever you want. Just don't turn the damn ball over. It's unbelievable that he made that decision. It's unbelievable how bad that throw is. It's it's the reason why I'm starting to get... Uh, yes, I am concerned about Russell Wilson. Like, it's the reason I'm concerned about Russell Wilson that last two and a half minutes. Yeah. And that that's, that's very fair and super quick. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. And vote in our poll. Which injury hurts the Broncos more, Bulls mm-hmm. or Darby? We've got that one up or there. want to get everyone. Darib. What? It says Bulls or Darib. Oh. Darib? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, that one actually just ended. There's oh. 165 votes, and people said 67% of people said Bulls. Um, but I'll probably put another one out here there. So Ooh, there we go. So spicy. stay tuned and also hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. So, yeah. I mean, that well, that's... That's going to go down as the worst play of this season, I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, just, it doesn't get worse than that. Zach, what was the number? 99.2% or something? 99.1%. 99.1% of chance of winning. And that was after they got the fourth down or right before that play? Uh, right before. So, literally, that is the definition of st- snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. You had more than a 99% chance of winning the game. Do you realize how bad that one play is? It's absolutely inexcusable uh, and Mm -hmm. something I'd like to hear Russell Wilson actually answer. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Nope. Um, But I would like to know what the hell he was thinking. Next time we talk to Russell Wilson will be one week from yesterday. Next Thursday is when we talk Mm. to Russ next. Yeah. That's a long time. That's, that is that is a long time. And uh, I feel 
worse. Uh, and, and I <laughs> felt pretty bad last night after the game. Uh, and I feel worse for, for two reasons. And one of them is really small, looking at just the very last play of the game. So many things went wrong there, which we can dive into in a second. And the other reason, which is a bigger picture thing, I feel bad for Nathaniel Hackett because I think he has no power in this organization anymore. Mm. Um, I think Jerry Rosberg, I think Nathaniel Hackett tipped it off pretty obvious last night when he was talking about that decision instead of kicking the field goal in overtime, but going for it on fourth and one. Uh, he said, I was given the okay to go for it. That, to mm. me, says that he's not just given information and then he decides what to do. He is told by Jerry Rosberg, you can go for this or you don't go for this. It could have been a situation, though, where he said, hey, I want to go here. How, what do you think? And then he said, yeah, that's the move. It, it could have been. But the the way it came off, and this is a little bit of speculating, uh, yeah. and, and I think that that's good yeah. for me to point out, is that Jerry Rosberg's the one making that decision. And also, we haven't talked about that hiring much, but Nathaniel Hackett, a couple days before they hired Jerry Rosberg, said they weren't gonna do they weren't gonna bring anyone from outside in in order to help him. Then they do what happened in between there. He talked to George Payton and he made that obvious. He talked to George Payton and we thought, what's George Payton gonna do to help him? George Payton gave him a guy, said, yeah. Here's your guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett had never worked with Jerry Rosberg before. So I think that Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have uh, I'm concerned that he doesn't have power there. And the other way that just concerns me with that last play, Nathaniel Hackett said, this is a, this is a play that Russ liked. So they met in the huddle. Oh, I, uh, yeah, it's very clear on the broadcast that Russ is the one to make that decision. Just that it was like a very, like what, like you see, I think at one point you see uh Hackett go pass and then, you know, Russ says yes. Yeah. Um, and so I think you're right. If you want, is there anything you want to yeah, finish on? J- just really quick is that, so I feel bad for Hackett because I always want coaches to fail or succeed by right, themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. on their own terms. And we're only five games into this. And what do we talk about with Vance Joseph? He, he, he was set up to fail. He wasn't making any of these shots, he, these calls. He was just the one that was out there kind of doing what John Elway wanted him to do. I, I, I'm afraid that Nathaniel Hackett is already to the point where he's just the one now getting hit with, with all the all the missiles from bad things. Now, obviously, Hackett is not doing things right. I'm not trying to say he is without mm-hmm. blame here. He'd be three and two as a head coach if Russell Wilson didn't throw that pick. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so I'm just I'm concerned that this team isn't Nathaniel Hackett. That is only like one piece of it, though. It's like those sorts of decisions because a lot of it is like, why did you hire Nathaniel Hackett? Because he's going to bring a good offense because he knows how to run an offense. And I think. 85% of his future with the Broncos is going to have to do with how does the offense perform? How many points you're scoring? Are you picking up yards? And and that part of it does seem like it is mostly on his shoulders. If not, like, all on his shoulders. I guess two-minute drills, it's Russ. Really quick, though. Yeah, if you're giving the most important part of the game to Russ, you're probably giving the least important parts of the game to Russ as well. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's bad, and the main reason I came away feeling bad about this and worse about it on the whole is something I talked about a little bit last night, but it is so obvious. There is a lack of trust everywhere you turn yeah. within this team, and it's not like malicious. It's it's the result of things happening. 
Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think he trusted. Like, when he was deciding whether to go for that fourth and two and run, and run more clock or kick that field goal, I think there's a pit in his stomach saying, well, I'm not 100% sure that Brandon's going to make this field goal. Mm. Um, when it's fourth and one, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett wants to put the ball in Melvin Gordon's hands. Right. I mean, Understandably we see, so. We it, didn't see him in overtime, right? He caught the screen. Pass. Oh, he did. He did. Melvin. Yes. He he, he also ran at the couple plays. Oh yeah, the one where he tried to hurdle the dude. That's right. Yeah. He went upside <laughs> down. Which could have been so electric if he down. actually did it and scored the game-winning touchdown, and could have been the worst possible ending, <laughs> yeah. even worse than what we saw happen. So he's four feet in the air. And he the just ball's throws fly. The ball. <laughs> I was legitimately like the way he like front flipped. Exactly. I was thinking like, what if the ball just launched out of the back of the end zone? I like, remember touchback. sitting in the, in the press box and like, yeah, you just don't want to see Melvin Gordon upside down ever. Like no. that is like the worst case no. scenario for this team is so, Melvin Gordon's so upside down. Real quick. Does not trust Melvin on fourth and one. Yep. He does trust or the Russ offensive line for, yeah. for the most part. Russ doesn't trust anyone but Cortland. Exactly, not KJ. That's the big one to me. Bingo. So every Bingo. single thing, every web, every arm is a lack of trust from one person to another person. Now guess what? KJ Hamler doesn't trust Russell Wilson. 100% not. Russell Wilson doesn't trust Jerry Judy. You watch that throw that he throws to him on a wide open throwback. Great play design. He, li- I, I, I described it to RG. We were texting last night at like 3.45 a.m. Uh, Sam, he's your late night buddy. It, well, he texted wow. me. Wow! Uh, I was I was up making my little meme that I tweeted out this morning with <laughs> launching the Broncos I offense. Been able it's, to do it yet. It's fun. It's fun. Um, and I said he threw that like if you're playing catch with like your friend's son, who's like a toddler, mm-hmm. and you don't want them to get hit in the face with the ball or anything, so you throw it as soft as you possibly can, so they can like try to catch it. That's how yeah. Russ threw that because I don't think he trusts Jerry. So. No one trusts anyone. They don't trust the offensive line. And the only thing that can be trusted is the defense. So that is the biggest worry for me is like th- these feelings don't just go away. You can't just like force someone to trust another person. Trust is earned. Right. No one wants to trust anyone right now. It's a, it's a fantastic point. Really quick, uh, now that I thought of it, when you did the rewatch, were you able to see Andrew Beck's kick? No. Oh my oh. dude, that's it's the, it's the must watch. Play. It's you the best play of the game. Did, did anyone tweet it? It is in. Oh, we search. can't play it on here. Insane. It is insane. So, uh, you gotta let me know when you yeah, watch it. I missed that play it, on the rewatch. When, uh, when was it? Was it in the third quarter? Was it the third quarter? They were going that way. So, much so it must have been. Yeah, you're right. It must Same have been. Same way as overtime. You're yeah. right. Um, but look, can, can we take a look at that final play uh, yeah. uh, of the game because? Why I'm more worried is just how many things went wrong on it. First off, you line up, and no one's over the center. We talked about this last night. Just sneak the damn ball. So easy. So I, I just don't – there should always be one of just this – Is Russ Brady, one of those no-sneak quarterbacks? I hope not because you have to have that in <laughs> yes. your arsenal. Tom Brady does a lot of things really well, but one of the things that he does exceptionally well is sneak the ball, not because he's, he's a like boy. a good tiny guy that can slither around people. No, it's just because he's not afraid to do what seems so simple of just like run up to the line. No one's there. Yet you have a little audible call that you make right away. Boom. You get Turn it. your legs and move forward. Exactly. Russell Wilson could have easily got that. So don't like that. And then – what have we heard this week and really the past two weeks? Why has Red Zone been so bad for the Broncos? Because they've abandoned the run. Uh, before, what was it, uh, the 49ers game, I think it was 17 passes to four rushes in the Red Zone. The Broncos identified that, came out, looked better these past couple of weeks. Uh, so now you have fourth and one. 
Is it fourth and two or fourth and one? It's fourth and you're talking about in overtime. The very last play. Yeah, fourth yeah. and uh, three quarters okay. of a yard. So so less than fourth and one, uh, and you line up in shotgun. I hate you that so much. You line up so in much. shotgun in the formation that just has not worked third, for you. Third, third and two as well it, was out of yeah. shotgun. Exactly. And so it's just like, what are you doing? You told me this doesn't work. Now it's worked once when Russ kept the ball last week. I thought that was the, the play call. I and really did on fourth and one. I was like, Russ keeper, Russ yeah. keeper. Maybe even it's give him the little like, so many people in there. I know. Well, that's it, all that matters is the getting left. the edge to bite. Yep. yep. So, so that I didn't like as well. I obviously didn't like uh, how it just seemed like they were doing whatever Russ wanted uh, in terms of the play call. And then uh, the play itself one part of it was designed so perfectly. It was the right side to KJ Hamler. But Ryan, you said this: Russell Wilson trusts one guy, yes. and that's Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Never looked so, off of him the entire play. Never looked off of him. Why aren't you running the play for Cortland to just get Cortland open? If that's the guy that Russ wants to throw to, then run the play where Cortland's on the right, or if Cortland's going to be on the left, run that that rub route where Cortland's that guy. That makes no sense to me. You ran a play that Russ likes. But you didn't run it how Russ wants it to be run. And again, I don't know if that's Hackett. I don't know if that's Russ. But just mind-blowing. And this is, if you were going to throw to Cortland, there's just one thing you have to do against that defense. It's just pretend you're going to throw to KJ. Right. Because there's a single high safety. He is is going where your eyes go. First chance. Because he thinks, just like we talked about, he thinks this ball's coming out fast. So it's not like I got to sit back here and wait till I see what's happening. No. Wherever your eye go, eyes go first, he's going with them. And he did. And he mm-hmm. did. Because the second Russ snaps it, he looks left. Safety is right in his passing mm-hmm. lane immediately. If Russ just looks right first, he might just see KJ wide open and throw it to him. Or at least he's going to have the one-on-one with Cortland and Stephon Gilmore, which hey, I don't know why thing. he wants it in the first place. Exactly. But it's the only thing he had any interest in going to on that play. Just mind-boggling. Yeah. Uh, in that one, that's... Uh, I can't say it's more concerning than the interception because that just makes no sense. Yep. But it's it's highly concerning because that's like legitimately if you go watch like Cherry Creek play tonight, uh, you're going to see their quarterback, if he gets a single high look, look off the safety. Right. Yep. I, I mean, again, even if the safety wasn't there, Stephon Gilmore is all over that. Like that ball was not getting through. He was all over that. He was going to go all the way across the field with Cortland if he had to. He oh, was yeah. in front of it. He got that arm in front. Just a nice, clean breakup from one of the best cornerbacks in the game. And people forget because he's 32 Defensive now. Defensive player of the year two years ago. <laughs> yeah, five-time yeah, yeah. Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, yeah. led the NFL in interceptions. So you wobbling up against Tyree Cleveland against him. So, I, I mean, I, I feel like, yes, Cortland's your good player. Stephon Gilmore is much better than Cortland Sutton. Yes. That's a that's a minus 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 it's matchup, especially in the red zone where Stephon Gilmore. Uh, you said speed. he's thirty two yeah. years old. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> speed's completely gone. The speed advantage is mm-hmm. gone there, so you don't have that anymore. Uh, it's it's wild to me the way they went at Stephon Gilmore of all places <laughs> to go. Yeah, and and then on top of that, as the play continued, obviously he missed a wide open KJ Hamler. We've Oof. preached on that so bad, but then. Russ throws it, and I honestly don't know. Maybe he was throwing that ball to KJ. Maybe he was throwing it to Cortland, but you can't really tell because just, he just threw it into a just, crowd of people. He just threw is, it as hard as he could. I think it was to Cortland, but yeah, I, I, I Gilmore think, got that hand in there. I think so, too. But then uh, Russ had time. It's yes. not like because – and Hank, you said this yesterday. Russ can't take a sack. He has to throw mm-hmm. the ball. 
but it's not like the pressure was beating down on him where mm-hmm. he just had to throw it. No, just, he had time to do other things. And again, I, I, maybe this happens more around the league and, and I'm off here. I don't understand why you would ever run a rub route on the backside of the play. You're just asking for a penalty. Exactly. Yeah. Because even if you <laughs> yeah. get Cortland open there and yeah. you hit him, if that was the primary read on the play, there's a decent chance that gets called back for yeah. pass interference on something that didn't even impact the play. So if you're going to go and run that rub, then 100% of the time you're throwing it to that because you're taking the risk. You're saying, we dare you to throw mm-hmm. a flag here. He yeah. was open for so long, too. It's crazy. But like just, right off the snap, he's open. He takes a couple more steps in. He's open. He goes up in the end zone. He's open. There's a second where he's covered again. He's coming open behind that guy again afterward, though. It's just, it's brutal to watch that play. It's yeah, and I just I have to know, like if Russ is calling the plays, why would it, why would he want that one of all? Like if the if the plays to go to Cortland, why would he want that one? I have no idea. It it does not make sense. I and if Hackett's if calling to be... the play, then I just think that Hackett called that play for KJ Hamler. Right. And Russ said, there's no way I'm throwing the ball to KJ Hamler right now. And then the, how are they that off page, especially yeah. with back-to-back timeouts called? Yeah, uh, it, it's mind-boggling. And all the while, you just put Andrew Beck in at fullback and run the damn ball. Oh, please. Because I've got all these people tweeting at me saying, KJ was open, which means it was a good play. Because, you know, I said shotgun on fourth and one game on the line. That's stupid. They're going for the. I don't want to even understand why the touchdown was even a thought. You didn't need it. The, just get the first down. Yes. Get four mm-hmm. more plays to win the game. If get, you get yeah, like, so essentially it's a full yard, but the ball is the back of the ball is at it's the, the first is at the <laughs> the one yard. So it's like a a yard minus a ball yep. is where it was, and two feet. exactly, two feet. Mm-hmm. You don't the end zone. I would have never even considered the end zone on the play. Getting the first down and resetting. And then you know what? Obviously, if you score a touchdown, you're happy you just won the game. But if Run. you just get the first down, you are guaranteeing yourself, barring a terrible turnover, that you the worst case is you tie, because you mm-hmm. decide to kick a field goal if it, if you get a sack you flag or something. Or... Yeah, exactly. But I mean. The, 100% Ryan you just go for the first down yep and yeah you, and you, I, yeah you absolutely go under center in that situation I do see the slight appeal of just lining up like they did and saying this is very obviously man coverage across the board yes. there's a safety in the middle it's free that's you know exactly what is happening there and and and, and you had I it. still don't like it but I do see how you say okay we're just giving the ball to Russ man coverage everywhere they have one guy helping in the middle I gotta know I still just run I gotta know from Nathaniel Hackett if that if because if the play design was if we see single high got a rubber out on the right, it's a beautiful play and it was gonna work so easily. Yeah. And I just I want to know like candid from Nathaniel Hackett did Russell Wilson just completely botch it botch the play because that's what I think happened and and then I'm like because what I was about to say is this is your two point conversion stuff it's in you haven't had to go to it at all. So you this is your, your right. Your whole bag is is available, and even like, um, good teams just have their fourth and one big big conversion plays. There's no way that if Cortland's the primary read on that play, that's one of them. Like mm-hmm. you're even do, and, and this is where I think there might be a little bit of Nathaniel Hackett also not trusting himself. Like, do you have the Travis Kelsey? Where you line up and shotgun, and then you, you motion them in, and they get under you know get under center and sneak it. 
I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett believes in himself at this point to call a right. quote-unquote right. cheeky no. yep. Yep. trick yep. play he'd in a situation like that. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever even seen that play not work. Yeah, he'd get ripped apart, though. If Just... Alberto fumbles it or Eric Tomlinson yeah. or Corlin Sutton, Oh, my God. They but need that, a tight end right. so badly. That might be the biggest hole in this team right now. Don't worry, Greg Dulcich is coming back. The savior. I mean, hell, he can't be worse. He can't no. be. I don't know he that he can. Be. Yeah, he can. He's a rookie uh, tight end. I mean, but that, they that's all like huh. the worst position to be a rookie and having not played. Nobody and can block. Nobody can catch. Just be fr- one of the two. It's a fresh <laughs> set of uh, of eyes of someone who maybe Russell Wilson could trust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least he's clean. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. Hasn't been tainted yet? Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only time Russ threw to him in. Uh, in camp was a touchdown. Yeah, so. it was. It was a good thing. Uh, he made a good read on it. Wow. Not, just, not just Russ, but uh, Dulcich. Dulcich, yep. And, you know, one thing just that brought up in my mind of positives is the Broncos figured out some counters to the fact that everyone's crashing anytime they want to run play action. And it was that play to Salbert that they ran three different times, which essentially instead of rolling out, Russ just stops and slides it in there to him. Every single time would have been a first down if just Eric Salbert caught it. Yeah. It was two first downs on that play. Um, the mm-hmm. screen stuff, they're running that screen right into that hole that opens up when they're trying to crash those edges. Th- that was beautiful. I would have called it 20 times. Yeah, Colts, according to Twitter, I don't know this for sure, but like all the national weird football nerds were saying like, yeah, why isn't why don't people just run screens against the Colts every play? They yeah. never know what they're doing. So <laughs> part of that is like Colts. So in terms of projecting I'm the future, saying, but you should have done it. Every single time they ran oh, that yeah. little slip screen right into that same hole that opens yep. up when the edge crashes outside because they don't want to let Russ get out of the pocket. Yep. It was not just like a first down every time. It was a big gain every time. Mike Boone. Run it until they, yeah. they literally stand there at the line to not let that happen. And oh. you know who that would have pumped up more than anyone? Me? You're not going to guess. Dalton Reisner. Uh, bless you, Allie. Did you guys see you. Dalton Reisner after that screen from Boone? <sighs> Dalton Reisner do a karate chop kick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, he was amped. Can you imagine if he pulls a hammy on that? <laughs> God, I mean, it'd be fitting. It would be. I know. That's yeah. Um, yeah, and man, they got down there so easily. Two plays in overtime. Mm. Best two play calls of the night, back-to-back. Yeah. And to blow it and, and just bog down in the red zone like that. Shotgun run, third and two. Go back to – I don't even care if they've seen this on film. Go back to the exact same play that you scored the touchdown on with Melvin against the 49ers. Yep. Blocked it perfectly. Yep. Beck was awesome. Was Melvin right. finished the run. Yep. I'd run that on third and two. And then if yep. it didn't work, I'd run a counter of it on – on fourth and one. Yep. I, I completely agree. And one thing Melvin was doing when his knee wasn't touching the ground, he was holding on to the damn ball for dear life. He was. <laughs> Which, yeah. I actually had a premonition. Thank God it didn't come true. Right before the fourth and one, where like I'm like, he's going to think it's like so important to get the one. He's going to like extend the ball and fumble it. <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite. He has the opportunity to extend the ball to clearly get the first down, but, but instead he keeps both he, hands he on hugs it, it. and comes <laughs> inches short. That is true. And Melvin, the way he was carrying that ball, yeah. Yeah, it's like a fourth stubborn. and two, really. He's like, I'll show you guys. That was a fourth and two for Melvin because that top half of the body does not count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still feel like zone read keeper would have also worked. Yeah, <sighs> pretty much everything but that. Because like you said, Henry, there were a lot of people in the box. But they're all condensed. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of, of At edge the same play. time, there's like five guys on the line, so your blockers are gone. Yeah. You got the two linebackers, one in man. one. And it it, it could have worked. RPO, I mean. So many things. They let Russ cook. 
That was the moral of the story. In big, in big moments, they let Russ cook. They put the ball in the star quarterback's hands. I really think the biggest thing that has changed that we haven't seen yet is any – I shouldn't say any, but it's just Russ magic. When we talk oh, – yeah. when, when Russell Wilson got traded the Broncos, the first, like, 50 thoughts I have are Russ running around doing crazy stuff at the end of the – you know, in the fourth quarter to make plays out of nothing. And, like, you've seen a couple, like, important scrambles. 49ers – is the Russ magic. Yes. And it hasn't even been crazy like you're saying. Right. The Kendall Hinton play is like the one play. That's like the full Russ experience where he runs around, he finds a guy that's only open because they made eye contact and he starts coming. And it's third and 18. And so like last night when they snapped the ball and I just see it's in the shotgun and it's clearly covered where he's looking, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like, all right, here we go. Yep, yep, yep. He's going to break out and all hell's going to break loose and he's either going to run it or someone's going to come wide open on the backside or – and it just he just stood there in the he's pocket. Not Ryan, he's a statue. Yes, that that's the most shocking thing to me, and it's the biggest difference between what we thought we were getting with Russell Wilson and what we actually got. A hundred percent. And I really hope that that's just Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson haven't meshed yet. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not Russ can't do that anymore. Yeah, I mean when he ran last night, he looked very capable of it. He looked fine. Yep, he looked fine. I I have no idea what this offense is going to look like at the end of the season. Because I think coming into this week, there were three teams that were under center more than the Broncos have been. I also think they've been at their best when they're under center. And so do they just go away from that and say, like, oh, we're shotgun, we're letting Russ cook. Or I, 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 Everything is up in the air at this point because well, they don't have any answers. Nothing and, feels like it's working. And that's the most disappointing part from a Nathaniel Hackett standpoint is this offense has no identity. No. None. No. What do they do? I don't even know. They don't score points. Yeah, the the outside zone stuff isn't working, uh, and because of that, there's no play action that's working off of it. Um, they don't, they're not winning. Uh, I mean, even if they are winning one on one matchups, they aren't getting to the ball to the, those guys. I mean, like Jerry Jody, Judy on the first third down of the game does exactly what we thought we would see Jerry Judy do every single game four or five times. Just shakes a guy so easily on a slant route, gets wide open, easy mm-hmm. conversion. Uh, but I, they, what do they do? I always say, play calling is storytelling. You're telling a story to the defense. You're trying to set it up. You're trying to build. You're writing a lead to set up something that pays off later in the article. And right now, it just feels like they're scribbling on a blank piece of paper. Yep, just playing one play at a time or even like yes. half a play behind what they're doing. And we talked to Nathaniel Hackett today, and he was asked if he's going to change the way he builds this offense, and Hackett said hey, to, to, to benefit Russ more by going under center mm-hmm. and doing things like that. And he said, uh, we built this a, as a mix between my offense and his offense and pretty much said, like, that's not going to change. Uh, and I asked him if there's going to be any major changes because especially they have 10 days until their next game. Mm-hmm. And he said everything is going to be evaluated. We'll see. Sometimes that means something's changed. A lot of times in the NFL, it, it means nothing's changed. Yeah. This is – I don't know if it's ever worked the whole like, oh, it's a mix of my offense and his offense. Yeah. Remember Gary Kubiak has Peyton Manning running up? Like, they're trying to go out of pistol because mm-hmm. Peyton's like, I don't go under center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Kubiak's like, well, I run out from out, <laughs> un, out, out, <laughs> under center. They're like, all right, compromise. We're going to run pistol. Yeah. Which just seems so silly having yeah, Peyton Manning anywhere but standing as far away from the line of scrimmage as you possibly can so yeah. he can see everything. Yeah. And. Uh, and then, you know, by the end of it, Kubiak finally just like waves the white flag. He's like, we're doing it your way. Yeah. Um, smart. 
and like that's that's what it has to be uh i think choose one or the other i would honestly choose nathaniel hackett at this point give me your offense Oh. Yeah, I would too. Again, it's kind of what you talking. Live, live and die by what you do. Fair, and that's fair. You got to get Russ out of the pocket. I don't. The problem is these naked boots are not working at, at all, and so you need to assign like a blocker to the edge on that side, which means you lose the numbers advantage coming back. But I feel like that's kind of your only hope. Is you just have to commit to it and overload that side with blockers and get him out in space and run two receivers downfield and let him hit one of them. Well, and you can even do like delayed releases for those guys, but you absolutely yeah. need someone crashing into that end yep. to stop them from getting outside. Um, but the thing is, I, I've i now lost my trust in Russ in terms of what his motivation is. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he throws up all the Tyree Cleveland is just like a, it was a, it, it, it broke my heart. Like, because it's just like, oh, I can't trust you. I don't think you were thinking what what's the best thing to win the game. Yeah. I think you were thinking, I really want to. I need to get a touchdown pass tonight. So that quote I didn't from have an that anonymous thought. source in the Seahawks when they said at some point in the game a couple of years ago, what are we trying to do here? Yep, are we trying to win an MVP. Did that does that kind of flicker in your mind with with, with a play like that? That it does, mm-hmm. um, because I just. I've, I feel like if he was in his right mind of just, I'm doing what I'm doing to win the game, you fake that handoff, you glance over, and you see that uh, Stephon Gilmore is trailing Tyree Cleveland, and you just say, like, okay, anything but that. Yeah, self-sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just run. I mean, it's not like he was under pressure. Do anything, but bail off of that immediately. And then... If, if, I don't know what happened on the last play. So I don't know whose play call that was, what they wanted. But to me, again, it's just like, if if Nathaniel Hackett's asking Russ, what do you want to do? He's not going to say, I want to run the ball into the teeth of the defense, <laughs> which who knows? That could have gotten stuffed. And we'd be sitting here saying, you should have let Russ cook. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that's just how it works. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we flipped on that so many times over the last month and a half. But it's like, you just got to let Russ do his thing. You got to let him make the calls. But also like, you might make the calls. He's going to call pass. It's but like, there's more nuance to it. It's like fourth yeah. and five against the Seahawks. Throw the ball. Right. Fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Run the ball. Yeah. I don't feel like it's like that crazy to be like, oh, you said let Russ mm-hmm. cook then, but now you don't want him to cook. I'm like, no, because I the, the situation is entirely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I worry. I, I do. I, I If I'm Nathaniel Hackett, I'm saying like, we're doing it my way now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I will say I'm not worried about the stat chasing. I don't think that's what it was. What is I he think, doing there then? I think he, he's playing hero ball. He thinks he thinks he, I'm it's the star quarterback. I need the ball in yeah, my hands. But different. The, the motivation same. is different, though. It's not stat chasing. It's I think I the, I think the, the best play. chance is for me to have the ball in my hands, regardless of, you know, there's a 70% chance of picking up a fourth and one with a run versus a 50% chance of doing it with a pass. I think it's it's not motivated by the stats. Although it does kind of sometimes lead to the same thing, where just, just I I need the ball in my hands because I'm the star quarterback, and to be fair, that's what you brought him in here to be. And I'm fine with that if he do, if he can make the right read and do oh, the yeah. right thing. Totally. Um, but like you don't expect when you have Russell Wilson that you have to come into in on onto the headset on third and four mm-hmm. on the 13 yard line when you're up three with two minutes left. You don't expect to have to say, hey, if it's not there. Throw it away or, or take a sack. Yeah. $250 million should get you that. You think that that should be obvious. And Russ, again, there was a window. 
was such a tight window that there's absolutely no reason to throw that pass there. And I almost feel like Stefan Gilmore baited him into a little bit the more I watch it. She's oh, like, yeah. I'm going to trail a little bit. And then as soon as I see him load up, I'm going to burst. And that's exactly what happened because Tyree Cleveland isn't very fat, like isn't fast enough to separate mm-hmm. from uh, Stefan Gilmore. And there's on that. nowhere to run. Like he trails him when they're in the end zone. Yes. It's like, yeah, run into the stands, have fun. I'm just going to sit right here and run horizontally instead. And that's just like, that's what you expect to happen to Drew Locke. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore must have been shocked that ball ever came his way uh, with, with, with Tyree. He probably said, oh, well, I'm on an island with Tyree Cleveland. It's not coming my way. Yeah. And good <laughs> on him to like, he's like, maybe the only way it's coming here is if yeah. I trick him into yeah. throwing it here. Ryan, yep. I agree with you and disagree with you on two different things. I do lean more toward you about, I, I do question Russ a little bit, especially, yeah. and, and it does help that there's been questions in the past about this True. from him. So that makes me think like, shit, were they right it, ab- about this? Yeah. So uh, I lean I lean toward you on that. What I disagree about is Russell Wilson's a $250 million quarterback. Quarterback's the most important thing. You build this offense. Nathaniel Hackett, get, get rid of your ego. Get rid of uh, your playbook. Do everything for Russell Wilson because I think you have a better chance of succeeding by just giving Russ his playbook than by forcing your playbook on him. I see what you're saying about let Nathaniel Hackett do uh, or succeed his way, but I just think the best way for Hackett to succeed is by just saying, shit, Russ, be you, man. I just think that Russell Wilson's playbook is literally all passes. Yeah, well, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I get – that's he should have that mentality. I want the ball in my hands on every play. Right. I feel like it's always better with me. So I, I understand him for that reason, but – Again, you like if Nathaniel Hackett looks to Russ and says, "What do you want to do on fourth and one?" No way, he says, "Hand the ball off to Melvin Gordon." Zero percent chance. No, which but is I bad. Think, yes, Peyton would run the ball. Well, Peyton would say, "Give me," and Peyton probably would have been a shotgun too because that's, he always was. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but he would have said, "Yeah, uh, get, you know, let's let's run the rub on this side," which they did almost every time they were in the red yeah. zone, and. If they give me a, a run look, I'll run into it. And he would. Right. Whatever yeah. the better thing was, he would take that chance. And that, that's yep. what you felt so good about Peyton is, okay, it doesn't matter what the defense gives you. Peyton is going to find the best play against that defense. <laughs> and it's not always going to work, but you're going to have the best chance. And just last night, so many different times mm-hmm. in that one fourth and one play, it just didn't feel like the Broncos had the best chance. Totally. And to get more specific about like catering the offense to Russ – that's getting guys downfield. You need two guys running downfield every single play. Like that is where he's at his best. No more of the short stuff where sometimes the accuracy has been a little hit or miss. Get two receivers downfield every time. Give them some deep options because that's what opens up the guys underneath anyway. So you might as well just go for it. Like use him to his strengths and instead of saying like, here's your personnel. West Coast. Oh, we're going to stretch him. We're going to put three guys on this side where there's two defenders. Like, that's it makes sense football wise it's not Peyton Manning though it's Russell Wilson so that's not something that he's like he's good at it he's not a a hall of famer at that sort of stuff he's hall of famer going downfield so get him outside the pocket run guys deep now it's tough when you can't block anybody so you don't have time for any of the deep routes to develop anyway and so I don't know how you make all these things work together but that's that's where I started say you know what we're going deep and if he gets sacked Russ get out of it yeah, deep ball wasn't there last night, and that, that's the one thing that I look and say maybe that had to do with the shoulder. The shoulder should be as good as it's going to be this season right. next week against the Chargers. So I'll be watching a close eye on how the deep ball accuracy looks like. 
you didn't even get one opportunity to Cortland. There was one that they tried. Ball wasn't even near him. Speaking yeah, he the, ran the wrong way. Speaking of the Chargers, Keenan Allen officially back to back plays. You're talking about the one left side line, the fade on the left sideline. That Portland one was one? the first one was over his head. They tried it again, yes, and he broke inside. One. Yep, those were also uh, that was bad. Those are terrible throws. Very bad throws and and, and yeah. clear miscommunications. I mean, yeah, really, really bad. Uh, and the Chargers, Keenan Allen ruled out for another week this week, so maybe he won't be back for the Broncos game. We will see, but there's a lot of games this weekend, and if you want to get in on the action, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Place a $5 money line bet on any NFL team this week, and when you do, you will get $200 in your account and free bets, which you can use on any game. Man, if you're just hanging out, wanting to watch football all weekend, you have eight $25 free bets. That mm. is a great way is. to spend your money not even your money DraftKings money mm-hmm. in in order to make some winnings have some fun get your account going and you got to check out the same game parlays that they've going on because that that's so much fun for a sunday night game or something when there's only one game on uh, you got to get in check out DraftKings sportsbook even for college football no sorry ryan you can't lose money uh, win money on the buffs this week uh so you Oof. don't have to worry about them but or, a, lot of, a lot of good other college ball what are the rams up to uh, they play tonight at 8.30. Oh, uh, good too. Uh, against a UNLV? team. No, Nevada. Oh. I believe Nevada's only a three-point favorite. This is going to be a new low. Wow. Losing to uh, Jay Norvell's former yes, school. Yes, this yeah. will be a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you can get in on that. Um, I even had, I've had multiple CSU Rams say, CSU Rams, not players, but fans say <laughs> to me, they're only underdogs by three points. <laughs> How, we got to smash well, Nevada It's incredible. Here. The, they thought they took all of Nevada's good players. They, they, yeah. yeah. It, and I imagine Nevada has at least a win or two. So I don't think they – I think they're also in no that bottom way. ten. No, Nevada's CSU. down there. Utah State's down there. Hawaii's down there. So, like, CSU has some Nevada's two and three. Two okay. and three, okay. really? They're humming. Okay. They must have <laughs> yeah, picked things are. up. They must have picked three, things up. Two and three, the Broncos. So, oh, let's God. just look at Nevada really quick just because I feel like it <laughs> – uh, beat New Mexico State twenty three okay. to twelve. Yeah. Uh, okay. Beat Texas State thirty eight to fourteen. Ah, this one's yes. gonna hurt. Lost to Incarnate Word. Dude, mm-hmm. dude, no <laughs> way. Yeah. What state is that in? Oh gosh, I actually know the answer to this. I'm in, gonna say Northeast. I, I believe it's in More Louisiana. Southeast, yeah. Oh, in more one of the Carolinas. Bible Belt okay, vibes. Now we're kind of just taking the yeah. East Coast. Yeah. Yes. In- incarnate word i would I- say like c-a-r-n-a-t i'm confident with like real. north of the southeast and south of the northeast just kind of like mid mid-east you never hear about the mid-east so like the carolina <laughs> di- hear, you hear about a different mid-east <laughs> yeah. oh that's true it. that's true I got it Where so last it? year are you gonna give final guesses yeah, i'm going northeast give me uh south carolina okay i'm gonna stick with louisiana all wrong California. San Antonio, Texas. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. They've got some vibes. Which one was I thinking of? They see you played a team. Uh, I don't know. That so anyways, Cam, they lost 55-41 to Incarnate oh Word. Oh my god. Cam Ward, their quarterback last year was just insane. He threw for like 55,000 yards, 5500 yards or something. Transferred to Washington and now he no, Washington State. Washington State. There we go. And now he's just like the most divisive quarterback in college football like some people hate him some wow. people say he only runs some people are like yeah this guy's the next like kyler murray just wow. to finish the nevada story uh 27-0 to iowa and uh 48-20 to air force so they're 0-3 oh and their last three mm, yikes. Um, and 
getting blown out three games in a row. Yikes. Well, if they have a chance to get back on the right side against CSU, you can probably get in on that game. I know you can get on that game over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get those $200 in free bets when using the code DNVR and placing a $5 money line bet on any NFL game. See the terms and restrictions in our show notes. Buffs are on by. Yep, CSU has a chance to uh, take back that number one spot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or further distance themselves. Or, or that is right. true. <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. Also, we have our friends over at the American Raptors. Mm. Is today game day? Is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow's a, game day. Tomorrow's seven, game day. Seven. Tomorrow's game day. Taking on the, the U23 team from, might have heard of them, the United States of America. I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty talented group over there. It's going to be a battle. Uh, you can watch the game at uh, AmericanRaptors.com. They'll get you all set up with that sort of stuff. You can also buy tickets. No, get free tickets to watch them play their home games when they come back here. They're, that isn't for a couple more weeks, I believe. Uh, but the American Raptors trying to get guys on the U.S. national team. A little in-house battle going up against America here. Um, follow along with DMVR Rugby, Colton Strickler, our guy. It's a good time. It's like the in-house battle between CU and CSU for that top wow. spot. Yes, wow. absolutely. Everybody's calling that the Rocky Mountain Showdown of Rugby. <laughs> um, real, real quick, uh, before we get into comments, super chats, and all that good stuff, just wanted to say how much I appreciate our community. Mm. Last night, obviously a rough night for everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I got a message from one of our listeners just talking about how much of an impact we've made on them. Used to love football, uh, talking football with their dad, lost their dad in 2020. Mm. Basically said, this show is the only thing that stopped me from letting go of football entirely. Mm. So just that kind of stuff is like, makes such a difference in just remembering what, you know, what really matters and stuff. Uh, and then also got a message from my guy, Jonathan today, who said um, he's 12. He just moved. Uh, having a hard time with the move, but our show keeps the spirits up oh, every day. So it's just like, man, how could you be in a bad mood when people say those uh, these types of things? It's so cool. So it's giving me goosebumps. And one of the awesome things about this is I've covered one winning team and really wasn't even doing the podcast full time then. Uh, and so I have not covered on a daily basis doing this pod with a winning team and still have had a blast. Now, I, I hope that changes this year, and I can't imagine how much fun we're going to have, but such a cool community. Shout-out to Des, met her last night. Uh, so many people met at the tailgate. Shout-out mm -hmm. to everyone. Uh, and people in the comments section, uh, we, we love you guys tuning in, whether you're on the podcast form or on, on YouTube. Boom. All right, let's, uh, let's talk to the people. That's super chat. Let's go. Ooh, First spicy. one from Court who says, what do you guys think the exchange between Russ and Richard Sherman would have been like if the Broncos had won and Russ sat with the TNF postgame panel instead of Matt Ryan? I don't, I don't think Russ would have done I don't it. I was going to say the same thing. I don't think Russ sits next to him. It would have been like whoever caught the touchdown KJ Hamler after the yeah. wide-open touchdown pass. Uh, I think Russ shuts him down. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he's shutting Kyle Brandt down. Then I think he's shutting Richard Sherman. <laughs> I d unless Russ, ha like I don't, I just don't know because we've never seen it from him. Like if he has the balls to go up there and be like, "What are you talking Look about me now?" Yeah. 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 Oh man, that, that could been be the so other way. Might have gotten a Draymond uh, Jordan Poole situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you have Andrew, Andrew Whitworth come in and break the two yeah, up. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, actually, those would be the two smallest guys. On the set, Russ and Richard. Yeah, probably. You Crazy. also have Tony Gonzalez. Yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, okay, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan's He's like six three, six four though. Needs okay. his beard to be less groomed. 
Less groomed. Yes, it's like too Dude, perfect. Okay, okay. Huh. It's pretty long like every edge is like you're perfectly right. you're, you're, you're right. just let it grow like if you're gonna be a yeah. beard full beard guy let it just grow, let it grow. <laughs> yes wow. exactly. you should sing to him oh, yes. uh, anyways good question next one the boogmeister says what happened to running the ball you're at the one yard line my goodness run the ball please stop going shotgun in the red zone it isn't working never has totally i totally agree with all of that and the running the ball in the red zone, absolutely. But wasn't it last week we were talking about, like, you got to pass more because the run isn't working? Like, it's 50-50. Whatever they do more doesn't work. And so the little glimmers of hope you see from the other side, you're just like, oh, I should have done more of that. And it's like, no, that wouldn't have worked either. To be fair, though, they have had more success in the red zone when Definitely. they have ran it more. Definitely. And when they've had that emphasis. And just if, don't run the ball from shotgun. If Latavius yeah. Murray it didn't play in London last week, does he get that carry? Oh. It, 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 Russ wanted that ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Russ enough. wanted that ball. 6'3", 220. He's so cute. Bowling ball his cute. way through. I didn't realize. Like, the first time I saw him in the locker room, I was like, oh, yeah. whoa. Yeah. That's insane. Looks awesome. like a pass route, like a edge. Yeah, he really Big, does. bulky. Yeah. Todd, Todd Rosenboom says, here's a gift from my wife who is thankful you guys are my outlet for venting about the Broncos. Wow. So she doesn't have to listen to it thanks todd's wife yeah thanks Mrs. appreciate Rosenberg. you <laughs> <laughs> Rosenboom, yes. not jerry rossberg's <laughs> wife wow. he gets to vent into the thing Hackett's headset all night <laughs> dylan smith says i really hope browning injury isn't serious because our mm -hmm. defense really took the step back uh took the step back when he was out he has a bright future he really does have a bright future. Also, it's not yeah. day to day. That's like the best injury we had today. So, yep, yep, yep. it is. And you have 10 days off. Yeah. That's a good thing. It sucks for all of us that we have to sit in this loss for even longer, but it's good for, for his injury. Six quarterback hits last night. Nobody else in the NFL has done that this season. Incredible. Is there like a. A college team that plays like next Wednesday or something that we can all just like latch on to and pretend like, oh, that's the next game. Well, we can latch on. Uh, I was going to say a Monday night game, but we can't latch on to the Raiders or the Chiefs. We just needed something to that break sucks. it up in the middle yeah. of next yeah. week and be like, oh, what, you guys didn't know yeah. our squad. They play tonight. We can all hop on the Washington Commanders yeah. next Thursday. Mm, our guys, yeah. the, the Commanders. Bears, Commanders. The Bears, oh, yeah, Bears yeah. Commanders. Next Did you guys week. see what the Commanders tweeted? What? what no what did they do last night they said something like wow watching this thursday night football game is like watching the commanders play the commanders no way. that can't be real there's no way there's no way <laughs> that person's fired no that no Allie fell for a fake there tweet. was a there was oh a gosh. tweet that said uh who let Iowa play Iowa on Thursday Night Football? <laughs> I love that one, That's too. That's pretty good. Did you guys see Tom Brady? It was yesterday before the game in his press conference when asked about yes, like how many right there's too. so many two-and-two two teams. He's like, I've just seen a lot of bad football. I yep. want to quote tweet that, and I meant to in saying, this was before the Broncos <laughs> yeah. yep. I also saw someone say, like, please, for the love of God, no more Broncos on primetime. Oh, no, buddy. <laughs> We're just getting started. Oh, yeah. Actually, not quite. I mean, three out of five yep. are done. Three out of Next five. Um, plus London. Plus London. Plus, I don't think that even includes the Christmas. Oh, True. plus Christmas. So yep. you get to end your Monday night in a couple of weeks. You get one week off then with the Jets, and then you get to start your day with the Broncos in London. Jeez. And then the Broncos keep getting these opportunities to like kill narratives about themselves, and then they just make them worse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Although I, I guess they did win the Sunday night game. I think it might have been the SB Nation account. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I was really, I was like half like asleep. Like the Commander's SB Nation. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I was like half asleep. I thought it was so funny though. I was like, but oh. could you imagine if they actually <laughs> tweeted that? Oh, God. <laughs> like Broncos tweet during the Iowa game this week. Like, Broncos are on a Big Ten network. <laughs> yeah, it's the, 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 their names as Commander's football and they were verified. I yeah. should Oh, no, have, that's, but, that's totally fair. Yeah. But yeah, it says, God, this game is like watching the Commander's <laughs> play each other. Uh, that's awesome. CJ Powell hits us at the Super Chat, says, if Russ plays poorly against the Chargers, you have to bench him no. under the guise of a shoulder injury to try to get him right mentally. Can spin a narrative that his poor play has been injury-related. No, you can do that at the end of the season. You can. Um, you know, like... You need to beat the Jets. Yeah. Well, Which Brett Rippon can do. He <laughs> has shown an ability to. Um, you can't... You cannot do that. Russ isn't gonna get better on the bench. How many? How much money is Russ getting paid per game? Oh God! Not as much this year. Yeah, that's not, true. Not that's as true. much this year. Also, I've seen a lot of people, and we didn't get a super chat about this, um, but but people saying uh, just pay Russ his money, have the Waltons write him a check, and he'll leave. The Broncos cannot do that. Yeah, they, there's salary cap. Yes, there's a salary cap where they would be killing their team. Not for this year, not for next year, for the next three or four years. So that's mm-hmm. just not an option. If I think you it's... want to go down this road, you would you would have to say like, try to trade Russ, yes, uh, and have someone take his contract off your hands and get your first round picks back. Yeah, but, but I mean, there's th- only... you can't go down. It's just not a road you can go down. No. We're here for like four years at the very late least. Yep. So Russ buckle up and and. You know, try to find someone who can figure it out. Right. Whether it's George Payton or Nathaniel Hackett or Jerry Rossberg, someone's gonna have to figure this out, and and you've got a lot of time to do it. Uh, but it has to happen. It does it? It has to. And last super chat coming in from Evan says expectation bar at an all time low for this season. Kind of relieving. Losses expected. Dubs a nice surprise. Optimistic for future years. Here's a couple beers for you guys. Thank you so much, no, Evan, thanks. for the super chat. I had that feeling. I mean, not that exact feeling. But today I was thinking, like, this is kind of relaxing, just knowing, like, I think the Broncos are bad. Because, like, for a couple weeks I've been kind of gra- gravel- groveling over Why was that? Why did I choose a tough word? I've been trying to decide, like, hmm, are they going to figure it out? Are they actually kind of good? Have they gotten better? Now it's just like, they're bad. Maybe things change, but right now, yep, they're just bad. We know they're bad, and maybe they'll change my mind in the future. As of now, just, they're bad. It's easy. So I'm not here at all yet, oh, uh, wow. and we were talking to uh, our friend Devin last night. Yeah, shout uh, out Devin. Yeah. And I was just saying, like, maybe it's just because I know such a worse life uh, of yeah. the buffs. Like, that's truly what bad looks like, where you go into every game with no hope. Um, maybe five minutes before kickoff, you're like, yeah, maybe they get a touchdown on a kickoff return and there's like a fumble on the first play for the office they go up 14-0 and but i'm gonna i'm still going to go into every broncos game expecting them to at the very least be competitive yeah yeah <sighs> i i i i agree it's i mean if they go to two and four i think uh that's when the okay. season feels like that to me we got uh ao over here <laughs> wow. uh trying to kick us out 
I yeah, know. he's saying hurry up, and I just told him we haven't even gotten to questions. Oh, we yet. got we've yeah. just we gotten to go. super chats. We Jay, got a lot just to talk uh, about. open so up a streamyard, do bats by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yes. So enjoy that applesauce by yourself, Dre. drinkable. And uh, you yeah, should drink, say drinkable applesauce. I actually have those in my house. Actually. Really? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. You're doing pouch applesauce? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> the cinnamon apple one's the best. I will yeah. say though, the, I, like I don't, I don't do that stuff. Mm, There's a certain way to eat things. Yeah, like I don't fuck with gogurt either. Oh, no, okay, gogurt's no. incredible. Why would I want to have to put like plastic wrapping in my mouth while I'm eating yogurt? <laughs> it That's... does cut the side of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What are we doing yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you freeze it. That's a nice treat in the uh, summer when you're a kid. Mm, All right, yeah, we'll still a kid. On. Oh, also, no NFL team feels as bad as Buffs fans going into games. I will say that. Like the Buffs are like, oh, we're gonna lose by twenty. Like the Owen, the well, uh, the winless Lions felt that way. It's I'm like, just, ah, there's no chance. I'm just saying, like, it's, I this team, sh- I still expect them to win, uh, and so I'm not there yet. They might not, okay. but I'm going to expect them to. Two and four. Is I will be against tough. the Jets. Except yeah, I will against two the and Jets. four. Then you play the Jets the next week. So then that's a little yep. optimism. And then we'll see where we are with that Jags game. Yep. That's going to be yeah. interesting. As of now, I expect that to be a loss. I think Chargers is a loss for sure. We'll see where we are. Where we we'll are s- is going to be in London. Hey. So true. <laughs> All right. Let's hop into the super chat or the comments on the website. First one from Howie Boot My Boomer says, I have no empathy for Russell Wilson. Getting trolled <laughs> by KJ Sutton or whoever else feels like throwing him under the bus. He deserves to be under there. Wow. He has another yep. embarrassing loss away from losing the locker room completely. You can't demand to be traded. Demand stupid amounts of money and perform like what he has while spending time making even dumber commercials and trying to come up with cool catchphrases. Commercials were made before he came here. It's true. He has embarrassed all of us Broncos fans. George Payton got played by the Seahawks and Nathaniel Hackett. What a bum. Is Pat Shermer still available? RK, forget forget about coaching CU. How does coaching and general manager nope. of the Denver Broncos? Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. Can't be any worse than what we're suffering through right now. Nope. Uh, Which part threw you off? I just I don't want to coach the Broncos. It's the, the it's not, it does not look fun at all. <laughs> it's very true. For it's been a long time since it looked fun for someone. Not Everyone's so yet. mean to the coach of the Broncos. Yeah. When was the last time it looked <laughs> fun? Um. John Fox at points. Yeah, I mean, the 2013, I'm sure that was really fun to coach that team. I mean, Gary Kubiak won a Super Bowl, and the next year he has to step aside for a, a, a few games because the job was so hard on him physically. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Coaching the Buffs, like, everyone loves me up there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At least until I start losing. But then it'll be like, uh, it'll be like this, like, sad, like, oh, man, it sucks we have to hate RK now. Right, right, right. Like that. If that I coach the coach Broncos, from... like, 1% of the Broncos fans even know who I am. You have a good home Everyone home else period. just hates me immediately. <laughs> For the rest like of the your life. Like from Wisconsin. Was it Wisconsin? Uh, who got fired? He was, like, a player. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, he'd been week. there for years. Nebraska? Yeah. No. no, Wisconsin. Oh, Paul Christ. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, Scott Frost. Yeah, Scott Frost. <laughs> well, everyone hated him. Oh, I no, guess. No, that they was didn't. like their it prodigal was son. Did they like him even when they fired him? There no. were some. Okay. Oh, there sure were still some. people making excuses. Yeah, you're right. It's, I guess yeah, everyone else crazy. outside of people Nebraska would still be making him. excuses for me up in Boulder. After <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we would certainly. Broncos this fans would be like throwing bricks <laughs> through my window. <laughs> Next one from Melvin Broncos says, "My boys, pretty sure I saw an eBay ad placed by." A G Penner selling a franchise called the Broncos for $3 billion. There's no way Russ lasts to the end of his contract. He is struggling with accuracy and decision-making. Seattle is laughing, and Denver is a national laughing stock. The Chargers will only add to that laughter. And yet, 
kind of sucks if the Broncos lose that game that it's another one on primetime. They have an opportunity mm. to kind of get it back on primetime, but another primetime game. If they beat the Chargers on, in primetime, national media is not going to know what to do yeah, with them. Yeah, exactly. Totally. No. <laughs> but if they score nine points again? they'll. What they will end up saying is like how bad of a loss it was for the Chargers. Right. right yeah. You're right. It, it's not going to be credit to the Broncos. Yeah. But no. that's going to be really hard for them because they love the Chargers. Yep. That's true. It's true. L.A. Chargers could be two and three going into that game as well. Very well could be. I think they're a one-point favorite against the Browns. I mean, that, that's a pick em. Yep. Next one coming in from Kirk Smith, 44. Three weeks ago, I called Hackett a moron and Russ average at best on here. I gave them way too much credit. Hackett may be one of the three <laughs> worst coaches in the league, and that's probably still giving him too much credit. He is by far the worst hire of this year's coaching of this year's new coaches. As for Russ, I can only think of eight or so teams that would rather have Russ as their quarterback instead of their current option. However, not one of them would want him with his contract. Somehow I feel worse about our quarterback situation than I have ever since Peyton Manning. The cap hit at the end of the 2023 season is only $49.6 million to cut him. Maybe we'll be drafting in the top five and can get Caleb Williams, so it will work itself out. Only 18 more months. Wow. Um, at that point, you might as well just hold out for Arch Manning. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> that was in, uh, Someone tweeted that at me last night. They're like, spin zone. Four years from now, the Broncos oh, still suck. Baby. They can get Arch Manning. I was like, wow, great spin. Yeah. I love it. Um, it is really crazy, though, and I would have never guessed in 500 million years that – on October 7th, people would legitimately be out completely on Russell Wilson. The, I, yeah, the honeymoon the honeymoon with Nathaniel Hackett literally ended week, week one. one. Yep. <laughs> which is insane. Yes, it is. And the honeymoon with Russell Wilson ended week five. I cannot get over that. For no. good reason, though. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying anyone's yeah. wrong here. I would have, except for me. I was completely wrong. I would have <laughs> yeah. never oh, yeah. expected yeah. that of course. Yeah. ever. Wow. What a world. Yeah, and, and I don't – like, there's maybe a few people nationally who are like, I don't think the Broncos are going to be very good. But, you know, this is goes against what everyone was expecting. Yes, this yes, is yes. the most disappointing team in the NFL so far. For sure. That's what I said last yeah. night. I'm like, they're the worst team with a good quarterback or yeah. at least a, a alleged good quarterback. Right, 100%. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn, hearing you say all this stuff, it's hit me hard, right? <laughs> it is great. Remember, like, F. <laughs> remember, people got mad at me when I said, like, he's like, yeah, eighth or ninth best quarterback, eighth best quarterback. What we, a world I mean, we, we were live on in. Board with that. Yeah, I so think you were somewhere between yeah. like seven and eleven or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But people, that was like a hot take back then. It's like, yeah, he's top five, he's top six. There's Which, now you're just like, oof, that's he just has to run around. Like, there's just no two ways about it. It's the only yeah. thing that I think can get mm-hmm. this offense rolling is him going and getting big chunk plays by just creating them out yep. of thin air. And it's not, agree. it's not over yet. It's just no. been so many bad signs. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Pig tosser 66 fits right in with the mood says and all caps, what the actual F is happening. He actually used the word too. Great so. question. Uh, yeah. And it can be applied to like 17 different instances it last is, night. It is very true. And Nash Bronco, speaking of cuss words, says, Hi, boys. I have never cursed in a comment on here, but I can't hold back. I could barely even sleep last night after that effing embarrassment. What mm-hmm. happened to creative, aggressive Hackett? I don't think we gave the Colts D enough respect, but the Broncos should have 1,000% won that game. They did win the game. They did. That's what I don't get. <laughs> yeah. I was the most frustrated I've ever been after a game last night. I smashed my hat on the floor just like KJ smashed his helmet. I think I even hurt my shoulder 11 days to 
whip it into shape. I don't really know why, but I somehow still think this team can pull it together. He was aggressive. Going for it on that fourth and two. Yep. That's aggressive. Throwing the ball out of shotgun, fourth and one. That's aggressive. Yep. The creativity, though, is like, yeah, there's not. not like, he got shredded for it the first couple games because it didn't work. So he, don't, he toned it back, and now it's toned back, and now you want it back because that's not working either. I also hurt my shoulder last night um, because the seats at uh, mile high, especially if you're at anywhere mm-hmm. where there's a curve, they're too close together. So if you get two oh. people with like any, any, any somewhat wide shoulders, you're both sitting there like this, <laughs> oh, no. trying oh, no. to not like be in their space. So I was just like this the whole game. Oh. It sounds like you're really pounding the table for yep. uh new stadium. He is. You know what? <laughs> we need we need something new around here. Yeah. Cosmo Kelly says, Open your eyes. Remember okay. when Mason RK laughed at me and called me ridiculous for even mentioning that Russ might be past his prime? Mm-hmm. My super spicy. Ain't so spicy now. Boy, I wish I was wrong. I really do. I want nothing more than Russ to succeed, but it was if but it was right there in front of us on tape. At least we had draft picks and a ton of cap space to fix this thing. Oh, wait. Go look at Russell Wilson highlights from last season. They they look night and day different from the quarterback we're seeing. He finished the season, was it 9-1 to one touchdowns to interceptions in like the final three games? Yeah. And the first five games of last year he had 10 touchdowns to one interception compared to his four touchdowns to three interceptions and just go now. look at just look at the way the plays happen it looks entirely different so i guess you know good call um but it it wasn't right there on tape there was a, a little there was a concerning spell there but it came right after he injured his finger and then that spell went away the final right. three games exactly so i i agree i still I thought it was a good trade. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think I'm was like wrong. For thinking and and I'm not ready to to no. you know uh, blow the candle out uh, on this and say the Broncos are f for the next five years. Right. I really do think that there's things you know like I don't think Russell Wilson is just done. No. Yeah. But they're just they there's some big changes that need to happen. And again, they're one idiotic interception away from being three and two. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm almost glad looking back that they lost because it just it just relieved us of having to be like eh, eh well, I don't, you know like we just got to like air out all the frustrations that built up the entire game yep. very true bronco oiler says i'm concerned about the state of the locker room i'd love to think the players live in a vacuum but they hear what is being said in the public sphere and with the national media picking hackett to pieces since week one and the narrative around russ that has been pushed by the team that knows him best it's hard to imagine that the locker room isn't turning on one or both of them at this point. Also, it absolutely sent me watching Russ end his presser with Broncos country. <laughs> then you see his face that he can't bring himself to finish the line, so he walks away from the podium. Mm. And then midway through, realizes uh, he's committed to the bit and whispers the saddest, let's ride, of all time, comedic gold. I'm so glad that you thought that was funny. There's so many takes out there about that i know and i can't believe anyone has a take other than that was hilarious yeah yeah like in a sad hilarious <laughs> yeah, way. exactly but like in the same way like seeing someone fall down on like a, a flight of stairs is hilarious oh my god yeah. body, just like ragdolls yeah. it's hilarious does he um, need to stop nope no no <laughs> no let's ride that was so sad though oh yeah it's i sad. think there's a case to be made for not doing let's ride after losses yes, i don't think okay, i don't that, think okay, you can yeah, go 50 yeah, 50 yeah. though like if that's your th- you have to do it no you can't just like that's giving up hope 
That's like, this is all over. <laughs> like, if you don't say let's ride for the first time, it's like, oh, we're punting on this Giving season. Giving up hope was what he did last night. You've got 13 weeks left. It's one thing for us to give up hope. He can't be giving up hope. You can't. You, there's, it's not giving up hope to it stop absolutely saying is. let's ride after losses. But, I mean, could you imagine what people would be saying if he didn't? For the first time as a Bronco, he doesn't say let's ride. It's like, oh, God, this guy thinks they're done. Can he go for a – can he, like – Spin this after this season and be like, oh, let's ride. That was just a 2021 thing. There's a new thing because the stink oh, yeah. on let's ride, yeah, yeah, like it is might might need to go. Yeah, um, might. he he definitely could, but then he'd have to have another phrase. Yeah, I um, can. I'll help. Yeah, go Broncos. How about go Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> go Broncos is a good one. Go Bronx. Um, so go donkeys. There was actually one no. go donks. No, there, no, there, no, there was no. one time when Russell Wilson. It was not last year, but the year after the very end of the 2020 season. Uh, his final press conference of the year, he didn't say go Hawks. And everyone thought that was like him yep. forcing his way out. And it probably was. Because then a couple months later, it comes out the five teams mm-hmm. he wants to be traded to. Yep. I mean, so that would, that <laughs> Hank, like you're saying, that would go a long way. Maybe what he does is after each loss, he waits to get farther from the podium before saying, <laughs> That'd be a good bit. Let's ride. That'd be a good bit. <laughs> At the very end of the season, he's closing the door after him and then popping his head out. Let's ride. Do you yeah. think if he tried to do a little call and return, any of the media would finish the sentence? If he went, <laughs> Broncos he went, country. Broncos country? And then pointed <laughs> out. Like, <laughs> you don't think like Mike Kless uh, would be like, let's ride. What type of let's ride would you give? This is after a loss, too. Let's ride. <laughs> I mean, you have to you have to have like a we're we're building vibe. Like we we got we're, we're trying to bounce back here. Oh, like he you can't that just vibe be defeated. That's why I just think after losses, maybe you take out Broncos country. Yeah. Okay. And you just say like, "Thanks, guys. Let's ride." And you walk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it not is, it, not, we're gonna get this together. Let's ride. We don't need a yeah. full four-word sentence. Right. It's With all. It's always been a bit and, much. And, it's and, the. It's the dot dot dot. The ellipses in there that really makes it painful. And obviously, he didn't do it last night. But typically, it's like he's he finishes his final question, realizes it's done, and then he kind of stands up straight, looks at the camera. Broncos country. Let's ride. Yep. And uh, it's there. very much a thing. Yeah, <laughs> probably. So, um, I wonder if he was just going to go with let's ride. And then the Broncos were like, hey, is there any way you could uh, work in Broncos country? It's a big part of our brand. <laughs> I mean, it, they might have started the whole thing. I mean, he's in there doing that shoot. That's the first time we heard it. It's like, no, hey, he, hey, Russ, can you say Broncos country? No, the he first time we heard it. it was uh, the first day in Denver video. Oh. Yep. At the very end of his time in the children's hospital. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. Yep, okay. and I knew exactly what it was right when I heard it. <laughs> Impressive. I was like, oh, that's the thing that he's going to say every single time. That's mm-hmm. the new Gohawks. Yep. All right, G. Dude, wait, really quick. Do you hear the name of the punter for... Matt Hawk. Matt Hawk. Matt Hawk. Matt, Matt Hawk. <laughs> that, that's how I was coming across in the press box. It's the same uh, guy who uh, <laughs> yes. was cut by the Bills for... Uh, I can't even... Matt Areza, I was trying to remember his real name. Oh, really? There was That's a punning was. Yeah, yeah, competition. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. now they got Sam Martin. That's right. Yeah. Gham says, we are sold fool's gold, folks. Wow. Sold fool's gold, folks. Yeah, is that's a tough. Wow. Hell of a wow. mouthful. Uh, delivered a pig in make makeup, probably, yeah. and told it was a French supermodel. Wow. Is it too late to get Drew Locke back? <laughs> Kidding, mostly. I'm out on this season. Want to enjoy my Sundays again? Well, and occasional Thursdays and Mondays. Well, don't worry. You can enjoy the next two Sundays because Broncos don't play till prime time Monday prime night time. football. Let's go. But, but Russ is good in prime time, so. Yep. Not yeah. as good on the road in prime time, but I still think good the, in prime time. Yeah. 
The Russ is good on primetime thing is taking a couple hits recently. <laughs> primetime Eight. home games still twenty and four. Yeah, yeah. Pretty damn good. Eleven points. One and one as a Bronco. H-Town Bronco says, I didn't like Averaging the Hackett 10. hire from the start. Don't understand how y'all and everyone else was so hyped about it. He's obvi- It's obvious his only real success came when he, was, when he wasn't even doing stuff because he had Aaron Rodgers. Really wanted a proven coach like Dan Quinn. The whole game plan was tailored around to Aaron Rodgers, it seems. They even brought in old Billy... Billy Softy described as Hackett's best friend. <laughs> wow. That obviously wow. didn't work out, so they decided to go with Russ's plan B. Sounds good, but they're plugging Wilson into a Packers Aaron Rodgers offense, which is obviously that Russ is not good at or comfortable with. I don't know why they they're not giving him the Seattle offense so that he, that he was so he good. He was at. trying to get away from that offense. Exactly. That's yeah. what they wanted to end. Hackett is so clueless out there and trying to force a square peg into a round hole. Not to mention Hackett looks a little cor- or looks like a corny character cartoon. Never took him seriously, not even one bit. In fact, he's so clueless that he's turning a $256 million Russell Wilson into a washed-up has-been. We really effed ourselves. Good on this one. And now the whole league points and laughs at us. We're just a bunch of fools who everyone thinks is an easy dub. Pain. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, nice. Oh, thank you. We'll thank say, you. like, thank you. his only success wasn't with the Packers when he was doing nothing. Also, the AFC Championship with the Jaguars, with Blake Bortles. That's impressive. That's success. Yep. Yep. So, like, yes. Are most of those things, like, 90% true? Yes. But there are, like, those little things where it's like, okay, we don't need to overreact. There's the, one other the, season. Nathaniel Hackett's 3-2 and two as a head coach if, if Russell Wilson doesn't throw that ball at Stephon Gilmore in the end zone. Yep. Three and two. <laughs> yep. That's like... Worst case tied for second in the AFC West after this week. Yeah. So, I get it. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah. The, Again, like, just no need to overreact. The real things that are happening, bad enough. Yes. We don't need to just, like, take that little extra. Nope. Yes. This is it. It's that bad. was, like, this thing that someone tweeted at me last night that was, like, some uh, social NFL guy uh, who was saying, like, the Broncos are bad because... Nathaniel Hacken and Russell Wilson aren't like true alphas. And I was just like, there's so many exactly. options for good takes about why the Broncos are <laughs> yeah. bad right now. And this is the one yeah. you went with. Uh, yeah. And they can be about Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. But totally. <laughs> but you decided to go with like, oh, they're not like, al- they're not alpha mentality enough. Look at KJ Hamler. He's so mad because like he's an alpha competitor. And mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is saying Broncos country, let's ride and doing subway commercials. And Nathaniel Hackett's like making Star Wars jokes. That's why they're bad. It's like, <laughs> no. no, that has nothing to do with this. Right. No, it doesn't. Also, Ultra competitor, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yep. Briggsy says, all frustrations aside from the game, KJ Hamler needs to either be sat down by George Payton or cut slash traded. Not <laughs> only is everything inexcusable that he did last night on national television, uh, the quote, the showing teammates, the SS that you guys said, let's not forget uh, he was on Twitter sharing <laughs> fire Fangio tweets last was year before really? the season ended. He's earned nothing in this league. Wow, I didn't. I don't remember that part. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I guess <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've I finally saw like the helmet video. That's worse than I thought. Yeah, he it's takes bad. it off and is smashing it and then throws it again. Yeah, yep. he's, it was a temper tantrum. Yeah, was. I mean, like if if you want to trade him, like again, no. like I I could understand no, why you can't trade anyone. That's the other side of it. You're selling. You're selling low. That's yeah. not what you're supposed to do. No, buy low, sell high. True. Yeah. Exactly. The, and, no yep. one has any value except for like maybe Cortland Sutton in the defense. Right. Yep. And those guys like you want to keep Pat Sertan for the next 10, 15 years. Sure yeah, do. What are you him. replacing KJ Hamler with? Because 
Guess what? He's your third best receiver right now. If things continue on this track, though, this like week before the trade deadline could be a fun time for the pod. I will say that. There's, we could have some rankings going on. Mm. Ho- hopefully it doesn't come to that. But <laughs> Maybe they're buyers at that point. We could be having these talks here in a couple of weeks. I'd love to know what like George Payton's thinking right now. Yeah. In the end... We haven't we haven't put him uh, on the you know on the stand yet. No, nope. but he should be. we're he getting should, there. Everything is, he's the puppet master of all of this. Yep. But we we are way beyond this being John Elway's team. Oh yeah, he's still not inheriting mm-hmm. John Elway. No, this is him. This is there his coach. Yep, and his quarterback. Yep, like he decided to resign Bulls, so you have to give that to him, right? That was that, Bulls. That's just one. I mean, but again, like you look at the holds and all that stuff when you go through and say like what has gone wrong. Bowles has had his mistakes. Yep. Like, uh, who this else? This is George Payton. Jer- Jerry has his, so that's Payton. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very few pieces, but the problem is so many guys need it. Like, Jerry Garrett Bowles is not Payton. a championship tackle. Jerry is not a championship wide receiver. Like, obviously, there's the tight ends, all that sort of stuff. But there's just so many mistakes going around. Just guys that you cannot have on a team that's going to to win a Super Bowl. Although it's like supposed to be a year or two away. You, you need to make some replacements. Jerry was that way. Jerry was Elway. Yep. Yeah. Last so like, year. there's one where it's like you can't really get rid of Jerry. You you could, but you'd again be selling low. You're kind of just stuck with it because you can't like draft over him either. So there's a couple, but for the most part, I'm just mostly saying team. like he made this bed. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. You're stuck with Jerry. You're uh, stuck yeah. with Garrett. Those they're making mistakes that you cannot fix right now. Fair enough. Yes, but it's your coach and your quarterback, and that we said last it, night yes. that the the loss was on those two guys squarely. Yes, and Ryan, you're right. George Payton has gone under the radar a lot, and he's really only been given credit for what he's done. And we gave him tons of credit for what he's done over the past eighteen months. He's about to get put into the spotlight yep. big time. I think. Yep. The most egregious one to me is the tight ends. You need a tight well, they, end. That's why they that's used their the, first draft pick on one. True, and it didn't work. It has we'll see we'll yeah. see it's too early but I, that is the most glaring problem from George Payton to me right, Benito's first you didn't address that position that and maybe inside linebacker yeah and uh, Alex Singleton good thing they have him as a backup true Sir James says says doom and gloom is upon Broncos country but I will take the inevitable ine- task of pointing out the positives this game may have been bad however I just saved a bunch of money on my car insurance by switching <laughs> yeah. don't say it no free ads because no free ads here yes that joke is old but it plays more that the offensive production that it's straight out of the dark ages some positives KJ Hamler not just the final game interesting these back to back comments on KJ uh, so, so he says some positives about KJ not just the final play but dude was open all game for Forget letting Russ. KJ was cooking DBs all night. I could only imagine how the All-22 looks. Defense showed they're capable of playing through a slew of big injuries at key point, at key positions. Defense played, or Chubb played like a man who wants a new contract. Browning is the truth. Melvin and Boone look solid. I'm not out out on Huss, Russ or Hackett by any shot, but those two need Huss to regain. Huss and Rackett, dude. Huss and Rackett. <laughs> the alter <laughs> egos. Or just Huss. You just combine them, Huss. Yeah. Um, I'm not uh, out on Huss. those two. Need to regain the swagger that was ripped from them after week one also i will never understand or agree with leaving any sport event early especially with the chance to win tired of seeing bad plays soak in the atmosphere man look at the cheerleaders get a hot dog something frank get a frank man (laughs) frank um yeah i i am also anti leaving early um Mm -hmm. even in like blowouts i will say i i 
I won't throw stones from a glass house here. I left the Air Force game early, um, <laughs> mostly because I thought that I was going to help everyone who came on the bus with DNVR to leave early, but it actually didn't work out that way because we had to wait for every single person to <laughs> come back. And so <laughs> I thought every like when I looked around our section, I was like, oh, I'm the last one here. Like. I'm not going to be selfish. And then I went and there was one more person we had to wait. (laughs) Um, But it was also raining and the bus were losing by 30. So it's tough. It's different than what do you think you signed up for? That's uh, my question. Not, <laughs> Rain I, and th- down no, by 30? I thought I signed up for the buffs losing in, under blue skies. Oh, okay. Which okay. I'm in on every okay. time. Um, I, yeah, so I don't, I'll, I could never in my life leave a close game. Especially, like, that's an iconic game. Like, that's a game that people will talk about 20 years from now because it's just so hilarious. It was. It's not, I mean, we haven't quite gotten to full-on funny yet, but 20 years from now, you look back, it's like, holy hell, I sat through this. Yeah. Like, that's a story you get to tell. If things turn around by the end of this year, next year, that's when you'll be able to laugh. Yeah. I'm telling you, just put the whole game and just play Yakety Sax over oh, and yeah. over and over again underneath it. And that's high comedy. I mean, there were, even right before the half, you like, there was like nine seconds left for the punt. And you go to like get food, beat the rush over, and you said, like, ah, I hope I don't miss anything serious. Montreal. Fumbled on the oh, punt yeah. return. Yeah, even fumbled. That, that, that and like mace, he recovered yeah. it. Too. Oh, yeah. it was mace. It was yeah. mace. That's right. Yeah, it's like uh, that's a uh, so close to just being another one of those little pieces. Where it's like yeah. ah, there's a free three points right there at the end of the half. Yeah, but that's actually a really good point, Hank. And we're just go. We're just doing two hour pods. People need an event. <laughs> no, it's two hour um, pod season. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely um, not that. Season. <laughs> it's, it is. Um, I every time Hackett even does like the right move it backfires yeah so like last night after they kick off they get the offside i'm like oh we'll make them re-kick this so then you have a chance for a return yeah like that's the right move so then he like talks it over he figures it out he's like all right move it back kick it off again and then montrell almost fumbles and it's just like you can't he can't even trust montrell now then last (laughs) night it's like okay you know what you did the aggressive move. You went for it on that fourth and two. You got it. And somehow it ended up being the wrong move because your quarterback threw an interception. Like, you would have taken the ball out of his hands and just kicked the 52-yard field goal. This is, you know, you probably win the game. Even when it's right, it's wrong. Yep. That's bad. what it feels yep. like. It is bad. It's so sad. All right. Uh, couple Windy more. City Bronco. We'll get a couple more. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. Hackett just needs to hire a coach for his coach to coach him up so they can coach. Uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, we've got Walmart money now, so we can just hire one coach for every player on the team, and it's a coach wow. for that coach. Coaches all the way down. Honestly, I love that so much. No salary cap on coaches. <laughs> every Thank every you. loss, you just pick one more coach. What, what do we What do we need this week? Like a Russ coach. I think this week's a Russ coach. Ooh, well, he has like 14 at his house. Make it 15. That's true. Make it 15. Well, you just got to have him in tune with something. Like, this is the decision-making no, I coach. Want a fourth, this is the runner-pass coach. I want a fourth and short play call expert. Oh, okay. Mm, I like that. I can get behind that. I like that. So he sits next to Rosberg. Rosberg gives him the headset anytime it's fourth and short. <laughs> and he's just like, do the Kelsey Or is sneak. he just in Rosberg's headset? Oh, he passes, passes to Rosberg. It down. To pass yes, it I feel like whenever you got a coach, it has to be a chain to another coach. Right. Mm. He's just build fourth, a web. I'm in on fourth and oh one expert. Yes. All he does is watch around the league and just sees plays that yep. teams use to convert fourth good. downs. Yep, I like it. Uh, anyways, he says, oh, well, at least the Seahawks will be in a good position to draft their quarterback of the future next season. Mm, They're all just it. QB sneaks. Fourth and one. Oh, I see a fourth and one. Oh, QB sneak again. He's like, oh, QB sneak again. All right, so I've got QB 27 sneak. plays here. It's 21 QB sneaks and a Kelsey sneak. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Aquaman says, I'm still coming to, for the December 18th game. Can the tailgate just go for the whole game? Ooh. I'm not sure why we would want to actually watch the game. Playing beer pong with Hank is the better option. That's so true. <laughs> as long as you're on my team. More offense, get too. Ass beat, yeah. That's oh. very true. You lost to your dad in his first ever game. They were so good. <laughs> you always... You, I, I think we weren't mentally prepared. Because like he's like mid-50s, friends like 60s, and neither of them ever played before. So you're just like, ah, pushovers. All of a sudden, just bang, 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 bang. And then you're out. That's a club <laughs> champion golfer right there. Like... Mm. Yeah, if you're if you have that, you're just good at things. Just Put a brunt yeah. one hand, ping pong ball on the other. There's no stopping those guys. Never <laughs> met someone who's like really good at golf and not good at other little niche things. So you're it's, saying you're good huh. at niche things. I am. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Junior Pancake says Ryan Clark on ESPN this morning. At some point, we need to realize that we are not ordering or that we are now ordering Uber Eats <sighs> or waiting on the waiter. We are not letting Russ cook. Because if we are waiting on Russ to cook in Denver, we are going to starve. This is so... D- I'm so over, like... People are really playing this. Yes, like, yeah. trying to... Trying to get creative. I like yeah, the... Me- oh, the Ru- Let metaphor. Russ cook metaphors. The Uber, Let Melvin the Uber cook. Eats um, references have been... Everyone's Free used ads. them in the past. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on and says, really hoping Russ can turn things around, but I just don't have a good feeling about that right now. Also, what are y'all's thoughts on how to give you, uh, or and how on how long? long you give a new head coach to get things right? Typically in college, you you have four years so they can recruit the players they want into their system. I feel like the lease should be shorter in the NFL, but I just don't see the benefit of firing Hackett before the end of his first season. I mean, Josh McDaniels got 28 games in Denver. So... Over time, this has just gotten less and less. Yeah, um, people are getting fired insanely fast now. Even college coaches aren't getting yep. four years. Um, so I'd normally say two and a half. I think two and a half is where you say like, okay, now you're into fire territory, unless things are going again like hilariously bad, and we're going down that path where maybe you do just need to make a move. I'm not there yet, though. I'll say that I'm not. I'm not even that close to there. I'm a month away minimum. Can you just wait, pr- Max? Can minimum. you just pry Mike McDaniel from the, from the <laughs> Dolphins? I mean, only if you can bring Waddle and Tyreek Hill with him. What if uh, that's probably not going to happen? <laughs> say what if Kyle Shanahan like they fall Ooh. apart this year? What I what I really don't want to do is change the whole system again. If you're gonna True. if you're gonna do this, like you you kind of have to stay in the West Coast world. It's the Broncos' identity. Yes, like that's what the Broncos are built on. Like this is what they should be running in the same way that like. The Steelers should be running like the the power offense and the zone blitz defense. Like the West Coast offense in San Francisco should always be that. Like you have your identity, you should be building off that identity because if you do that, well then guess what? You don't have to teach all of your offensive linemen a new blocking system. Yes. Because it's been your identity forever. That's why you don't change your identity. And now they're trying to flip back to what they were. It's I don't know. That's, Maybe we should should have known that things wouldn't go great right away. That's what I was just. Well, I'm just gonna say like. If you're going to change the coach, for the love of God, don't come in with some new yep. hot scheme because it is just all all you have is square pegs and round holes now because you've switched the offense so many times. Mm-hmm. And oh, we'll it, go 4-3 on defense. Well, hell, no, no, nobody fits there either. Yeah. I mean, just talk about the lack of continuity. John Fox, Gary Kubiak, Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, Nathaniel Hackett, all since the 2014 season. Crazy, man. Yep, not even a decade in. That's five coaches. And and again, it's just you can't draft, you can't do any of this stuff because every year you're changing it, all of a sudden that guy doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Look at Dalton Riser's just been thrown around like a rag doll. He has been. He has. It's crazy, man. All right. Well, last one. 
Hmm. And it fits oh. perfectly. Sunny rain. I don't have the emotional energy. I'm tapped out. Let's go abs. Oh. Don't don't lose us. Don't lose us. Keep hanging in there. Yes. Every, I don't believe anyone who tells me they're like I have all these people in my mentions. I'm done. I'm out. I'm, nope. You're gonna watch next Monday. Monday. Night. You're gonna watch, you'll be there. <laughs> you have to get back to 500. Well, yeah. What else would you do if the Broncos are playing Monday night? Oh, I think Bachelor in Paradise is on the Monday <laughs> Tuesday schedule right now because they're still early. Uh, so I'm out on the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> I uh, live with two women, so I am back in. Well, Not according to my own will, but <laughs> it's it's it used to be better. It's bad now. Yeah, I agree. Bad bachelor, bad football. Good Jeez, weekend. What can we even get around here? <laughs> well, every football team sucks. No one <laughs> yeah. can score a touchdown. <laughs> I'm actually gonna root for CSU tonight. No. Oh, I can't baby. Say that again? Yep. I just want someone in Colorado to see their team score to some touchdowns. Just pick love the winner. It. Let's just, go. just bandwagon. Ride against CSU. Ride against CU. Just accept it. I'm, Enjoy it. I can't handle all the sadness. It's just, I'm just, I'm, that's not. This state's football is so down right this now. This is a football state. And it's so <sighs> down. And we're just getting absolutely bludgeoned from every angle. It's tough. Joseph in the Shout comment. out Air Force for holding it down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out Air it Force. did lose to Wyoming. Shout out to our guy Johnny Venerable. And shout out to Joseph who's checking back in on the pod and says, Oh my God, the pot is still going? Four minutes from two hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it here. Oh. We're, gonna, we're not going to hit the two-hour mark because I have another show and I have dinner reservations. Okay, your other big show time was, reservation Your other guy. show started 31 minutes ago. Good luck. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, they just did it without me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. We'll be here to vent with you uh, as much as we possibly can. Maybe not two-hour pods all next week. I don't think we can handle it. But we got two in back-to-back, essentially. Almost uh, within 12 hours. To take you through the so weekend. True. That's four hours of listening uh, if you haven't even started yet. So appreciate you guys. And we will catch you next week. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton.